Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Nerdfight Generations episode 111, 111. We are in the 111. God, that's kind of crazy. We still live in the binary for one more week. One more week. Well, welcome. Yes. Well, as always, my name is Steve Taylor. I am one of your lovely hosts, along with Al Judson and his added family yes. with uh, Pippin sitting behind us. Yes. Hello, friends and enemies. And we have a new co-host here. We have a new friend has joined the party. Yes. We have a new party member. This is Pippin. And Pippin is a sweet little boy who moved in with us literally after we finished the show last week. I was going to say, it was right after. It was, we, we finished the show, we said goodbye, and then me and Kelly got in the car and drove over and picked yeah. him up. So he's had a very good first week here. He's excited mm-hmm. about all the dogs in the neighborhood, maybe a little too much so sometimes mm-hmm. when the other dogs are not as friendly as Pippin is, or think that Pippin is a little too friendly. But uh, Pip's been amazing and very sweet. And if you hear any nails clicking on the floor, that's that's Pippin. <laughs> yes. It's been a it's been a fun week with Pippin. It is a fun week, and it's good to have him. Good to have him joining the crew. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, so as always, Nerdpod Generations is a weekly podcast where we talk about everything nerdy. Today we're going to be talking nerdy and sports, which once a year now is kind of a tradition. Where it's kind of this weird. Kind you of crossover. started doing like your yeah. one offs. Yeah. Um, when the kids would start school, and I'm like, I need you to do a one-off. You would do your NFL special, and then we kind of talked about it last year together. Yeah, and we're going to bring up the NFL, but we're also going to bring up a nerdy thing. Also, we're going to talk yeah. about indie. Because this is the thing: is that I am a nerd of many colors. Yes, and I I have my fingers in all kinds of pies. I don't know if you can still say that in the modern age. Yeah. Um, but it made me snicker a little. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, th- this is my thinking: yeah. is is every time I have an old colloquialism and I say it, I then think. How is Steve going to react to this? See, I'm, I'm, I've heard it long before you said it, so I'm going to be like, that's all right, unless yeah. you start going uh, Song of the South on me, and well, then that would go different. I just right think now. finger into. Yeah. I just like oh, I, I feel like that's such a setup. I'm still a five-year-old boy. Whenever I hear somebody says anything pseudo-sexual, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I do a little laugh. So. I, I do still giggle whenever I hear yeah. the word penis. I yeah. just can't oh, help yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's a funny word. Uh, but anyway, I nerd of many colors, yes. nerd of many patterns, and one of those is at the NFL. Yes. I, I do love me some football. And I, I've been trying to teach my son because he's getting very nerdy, which I'm very proud of. It's like there's certain things that can be considered nerd camouflage. Yeah. Get to know sports so that if you're in a situation, you can still talk sports with like people that maybe you're not in your group. Yeah. But then you can still go read your books and do D&D and Minecraft and all that. It's like, it's not a bad idea to have a little camouflage. Well, and it also, to me anyway, it, it's kind of like it's the same fountain. It's just a different flavor of True. soda. In fact, my brother Brian had a good analogy. He said, fantasy football is D&D for non-nerds. <laughs> for non-nerds. That's it really exactly is. true. That's 100% it absolutely true. absolutely You just don't use dice. You have other people play the game for exactly. you. And then you make educated guesses on how things are going to go yes. based on what you know about those which, people. we're very lucky. Mind you, okay, I'm in a six-team league, which is nothing. But mm-hmm. it's my nephew who started a league. And Ethan, we were pick six of the first round. And he's like... I, I I don't know what I'll do if we can't get Josh Allen. Luckily, no one drafted Josh Allen, so he was our number one pick. I'm like, there you go, buddy. There you go. Josh Allen. And our number three pick was Patrick Mahomes, so that's our two quarterbacks. Hey, you but know. But it's a six-team league, so it's like our team is stacked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're Every stacked. team is stacked. We're so stacked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to be talking about all kinds of things, but as always, we're going to start with what we've been watching, playing, reading. 
Um, I'm gonna let you start this time because I've yeah. started the last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. I have a few things that I want to touch on. This okay. is kind of what I've been doing the last few episodes. Is like I come in with like three or four things. That I'm just like I watch this and I watch this and I watch this and mm-hmm. I watch this. So the first one that I wanted to talk about because it was off of your movies anywhere was Three Ten to Yuma, oh. which I had watched way back like a year or two after it came out, and then had not watched it again since. So I went back and I watched yeah. it. I was like, this is a really good. It's Western. a solid Western. Yeah. It's a solid Western. Solid cast. Probably the best Logan Lerman performance I've seen in a long, long time as the the older son. Yeah, that's right. Is not proud of his father and angry at everything that's going on around him. It has the guy we were talking about Swamp Thing before the show, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Because it sounds like Kevin Durant. Yes. <laughs> Which I was like, that can't be. But it is. It's, it's Kevin Durant. And you have uh, Ben Foster. And this you... was the breakout role for Ben Foster. Yeah. This put him on the map. Because yeah. I think after this, his next movie was 30 Days of Night, I think. I think so. It was like, like it was yeah. like right after it. Yeah. yeah. But like he plays this. There's a lot of interesting subtext to a lot of what's going on. Uh, his character is uh, implied to be gay mm-hmm. and at various times and in love with the Russell Crowe character, which yep. is why he has so much more respect for him than anybody else. And Spoiler warning, there's a lot of dead bodies at the end of this movie, including Dude, a lot of people you don't think are going to yeah, die exactly. go down. Exactly. And it's, it's just such a bizarre movie because it becomes this story that resolves itself over and over again. Mm. Instead of the call to adventure, it's like, okay, but now you should go home. And it's like, okay, and then a few people go home, and it's like, okay, we're gonna, I got a job to do, I'm gonna do it, but you should go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, my son's not proud of me, and I'm sick of living this life, and I'm really frustrated, and this outlaw weirdly understands all of that, mm-hmm. and is kind of in my corner about it, and we find out later why. Eh, you should go home. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm gonna stick it out. And it's just such a bizarre way to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Of like, no, go back to your farm. Go back to your farm. Go back to your farm. Instead of like this, like, come on this adventure. I can't. I got a farm. I got stuff I got to do. I got a family. And instead it's like, no, I am insisting on being on this adventure. Mm -hmm. So I I like that a lot. I thought that was a lot of fun. And I I was happy when this movie came out because I grew up loving westerns. And there was a huge... I mean, there was, you know, the great Clint Eastwood ones of the 90s being... Um, Unforgiven. Unforgiven and, and Pale Rider, which was one of my favorite movies. But then in 2003, uh, Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall made Open Range, which mm-hmm. is a great Western. And But then after that, I, there was dead. There was nothing. I'm like, I don't think there's going to be another great Western than 310 to Yuma. And then there was another dead spell until I, you know, Django Unchained, I absolutely yeah. love. Yeah. But yeah, the Western genre... It's, it's become a very specialized genre. Yeah, very much it's, so. It's, you know, Christian Bale makes a lot of these, it turns out, nowadays, because mm-hmm. you think he's been in this. He was in Hostiles. He was in that one with Roseman Pike, which may have been Hostiles, but I think that was a different movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's just so... It, it's such an interesting genre to now go back to at mm-hmm. this point. And this is what people keep saying is going to happen to superhero movies, is that in 30 years you're going to have one superhero movie that comes out a year that's kind of a uh, retake or rehash Mm. on the superhero genre and revisits ideas and kind of twists them and tweaks them, but you won't have the glut Mm -hmm. of, you know. I'm so ready for superhero movies to die. (laughs) Movies and TV show, I am just ready for them to die. We need a little, like, give me like a five-year break. Give me like a five-year break to recharge the batteries to make it so I actually want it again. Because right now you are Star Wars without 30 years of night. Yeah. Where it's the call of duty of cinema. Yeah. It's like, dude, 
take some time off. Yeah. And put out quality. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. For yeah. the love of fucking Seriously, God. Please. So I, I watched that, and then last night I hung out with a buddy of mine. Mm. Uh, thank you for postponing the show. No, of course. Um, but we hung out, and we watched the unrated cuts of Paul and Fired Up. Oh, nice. I love Paul so much. I love Paul. It's such a great I, movie. I will say this. I could not identify the differences between the theatrical cut of Paul and the extended yeah, cut of Paul. They're, they're very similar. I think there's just a handful of jokes that they didn't think they could get away with in the R-rated version that mm-hmm. are in the, the unrated version. But honestly, I didn't see it. I didn't Paul even... is one of the nerdiest movies. Oh my... It's so full of references. Like, when he... Uh, was it Jason Bateman? He's like, ah, it's a boring conversation anyway. Yeah. Like, but that's all. And you're like, and oh, shit. There's like six or seven direct lines to Star Wars yeah. that characters say at one point or another. Jason Bateman's character is Lorenzo Zoyle. Yeah. Lorenzo <laughs> Zoyle. It's all references. Yeah. Sigourney the big Weaver. Bad is Ellen Ripley for yeah. Christ's sake. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? And like, she has someone else say, get away from her, you bitch, yep. and punch her. Yep. Like, it's all references. It's so great. It's but so great. there are a few moments that I love. Maybe this is also a reference and it's just not one that I don't know. Mm. Bill Hader and uh, Joe Latorio so play great. these two idiot FBI guys I who are Bill Hader so, much. so good. <laughs> they are the one yes. of the reasons to watch this movie is because you have Simon Pegg and Nick Frost on one end and then you have these two idiots on the other end and it's just this kind of like tug and pull back and forth and then on the line you have Paul and Jason Bateman and Kristen Wiig that yep. kind of like play roles in all of this chaos. But just like the the turn of these characters, these idiot characters mm. by the end uh, where Bill Hader has one of the best lines ever. Joe Latrulio has one of the most shocking endings to his yeah, story. I so. <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere and you're like, oh. <laughs> and then Bill Hader has one of the greatest lines I've ever heard that should be in an action movie, not a comedy. And it's when the ultra-conservative religious father mm-hmm. is trying to drive him off the road so he can go and kill Paul and get Kristen Wiig back. And Bill Hader tells him to stand down. And he says, I'm on a mission from God. And Bill Hader says, tell him you failed. And he shoots him. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, this is amazing. This is so great. This is the greatest line. And Bill Hader was part of my favorite running joke from that because he had this one book that has a three-titted alien on the front. Yeah. And anytime somebody saw it, they'd go, three tits. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Every time I heard it, I'm like, that is funny as hell. Yeah. No. Which is a reference to Total Recall. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I. It, it's so funny. It's a fun movie. There's a lot of moments that you're just like, huh. Huh. Yeah. There's a lot of references to characters and, and like, how do I want to put this? A lot of the villains are homophobic, which oh, is an yeah. interesting decision to make. Oh, yeah. And, you know, but there's a lot of pro-gay stuff in the movie. At one point, Jane Lynch pretty much asks Kristen Wiig to go and have sex with her in a hotel room. And Kristen Wiig is like, yeah. Oh, I can't. And she's like thinking of her boyfriend and like, I can't do it for him. But like, there's definitely a moment of like, yeah, I could go have sex yeah. with this woman. And it's just like, it's the, so great. there's and, a lot and of interesting I mean, there's stuff the like whole that. For, for, I mean, the movie is a love story between Simon Pegg and yeah, Nick Frost. Yeah. So. It's all about how Nick Frost is angry that Simon Pegg is growing in this way that he doesn't feel like he can. Mm. There's a lot of moments where characters are like, are you gay? Like, Paul. Has a pretty lurid moment where he asks if they're gay. Um, It's just, it's a really interesting movie. I do think that there is some humor that you couldn't get away with anymore. And speaking of that, Fired Up. Have you ever seen Fired Up? 
trying to think. I don't think I have. Fired Up is a teen comedy uh-huh. of that late 2000s era. Okay. I think it's 2008, 2009. 2009. Uh, by Will Gluck, who also did uh, Easy A. Okay. Uh, you can tell how much Emma Stone rewrote Easy A to make it the movie that it is, because this has a lot of the same principal pieces as Easy A, and it is just kind of this minefield of jokes that you could no longer make. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's it's not horrifying. It's still funny, but there's definitely a lot of moments of like, wow, I forgot how misogynistic some movies can be. Holy well, it's like you think shit. about American Pie with them watching a girl get exactly. undressed and everyone getting all excited over Exactly, it. exactly yeah. that kind of thing of like, oh, huh, okay. And there again, there are moments where it swings back. They have a lot of gay representation in mm. the movie and they don't make a big deal out of them being gay. There's this weird joke on and off about one of the cheerleaders being a lesbian. Mm. And it's it, it kind of runs counter to some of those storylines mm. of these characters that are gay where it's not a big deal that they're gay but you can tell that they're gay Mm -hmm. there is the most intolerable douchebag of all time who Mm -hmm. goes on to be in the cbs about a boy drama oh jesus (laughs) but i i don't know if i would recommend it but it is very funny to watch Mm -hmm. with that crew of people that would enjoy it when you have the right group of people it's very funny Mm -hmm. there are some extremely funny moments in it um, and a lot of people that end up on Community later. So I'm not angry at nice. it. So well, that's, that's a good list. Yeah, that's what that's I've been doing. List. Okay, so before I talk about the bad part of what I've been watching playing reading, yeah, i got to bring this up. So I've always been a big Deion Sanders fan. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people, like, I, I had to instruct my son on how he is one of only two people that played football, professional football and professional baseball simultaneously, and not only played it, but were very good at both one, one of the best being when he played in the NFL, but then baseball, so I forgot, somebody brought it up, when he played in the World Series, he batted over 500. Yeah. So like he was really good at both. He is now coaching Colorado, mm-hmm. and this week they played TCU, who was in the national championship game last year, and they beat him. Wow. Colorado beat him 45-42. On the road, and they were 1-11 last year. Deion Sanders' son, which his name is Shadur Sanders, threw for 510 yards and four touchdowns, no turnovers. And I'm watching him, and this is, I know this is going to be a sore subject to you. Mm -hmm. I'm watching him going, like, there's something about this kid in the highlights. Like, I've seen that before. Come to find out, he is the lead spokesman and one of the first athlete spokesmen for TB12. Because Dion had created a relationship with his son and, and Tom Brady. Yeah. And Tom Brady worked out with him and has been, like, teaching him quarterback play. The TB12 system. And that's what... But I'm watching this kid, like, the decision-making. You're like, that is Tom Brady. Mm. And I'm watching it going, I don't think Tom Brady should coach. Like, I... You know, they're very rarely, like, Dion and, like, Larry Bird was in the NBA and Mike Dick... Very rarely are the players like really good coaches. Yeah. He could run a clinic for like rookie quarterbacks or even quarterbacks in the league now, mm-hmm. get paid a ton of money and just during the offseason say, Come with you know, come to California for a month, work with me. Because watching this kid, he had all of the tangibles that Brady has. Like he knew when to throw the ball throw the ball away. When he scrambled, he knew before he threw it to start square his hips back. Like, mm-hmm. it was uncanny watching him play. That makes total sense now. Yeah. 
Because he's he was taught by literally the best. It's a missed opportunity for Brady. I know he's already worth a gazillion dollars and making a ton of money and stuff, but it's like, yeah, dude, don't go into coaching. I know you're going to go into broadcasting. Don't go into coaching. In the offseason, train. Like, pick two or three quarterbacks. Spend a month with them. Train them. Mm-hmm. You'll make a giz- you know, he'll make tons of money doing oh, that. Yeah. And he's still in the football world. Yeah. No, uh, I That was just an idea I had. No, I, I, now you've given me the nightmare of a player with Brady's brain and Deion Sanders' athleticism. It was amazing yeah. watching him. And if you go back and watch the highlights, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because never... Did he look like like he? I don't think he. If he did, it wasn't in the highlight package I saw because I didn't actually watch the game. I watched the full highlight package. Never one of them was him running. Mm-hmm. They were all throwing from the pocket. Only a couple times did he roll out, but it was a super quick release. It was throwing to the to his checkdowns, throwing it out of bounds when he needed to, being able to air it out, perfect precision. And I'm like, God. Damn, mm. that looks so fucking familiar. Yeah, because he was—he's a Brady disciple, and I'm like, fuck. I'm gonna have to deal with Brady for the rest of my life, just in name only, yeah. like just in legacy and name. And you know what? So what I'm gonna do instead is I'm gonna remember that time that Brady took a hard sack, I think, against the Bears while playing for Tampa Bay, oh, and yeah. got up and was like, "But it's fourth down." Oh yeah, he was knocked out, and it's like, no. That was fourth down. Yeah, no, he thought it was third down. No, he thought it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. He thought he it thought, was fourth down. He thought yeah, yeah, that's right. they had just finished third down. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, that was a Monday night game. I'll never he's just sitting that. there with four fingers like, like what? And it's like, you fucking. And I still remember a couple of my friends were like, who were Bears fans, oh, this is the turning point. The Bears ended up doing nothing and Tampa <laughs> Bay won the, won the Super Bowl. So I'm like, yeah, I don't think that means anything. Yeah, no. Um, okay, so I'm rolling this into the Bad Witch. The Bad Witch sounds like a sandwich that you would get I, at Jimmy John's. I went against my best judgment this year because a, a very good friend of mine is is not feeling great and so he you know, we used to play Madden together so I said Let, let's just get Madden so we can do an online league that game was so fucking bad I can't mentally wrap my head around how the NFL knowing that this is this is literally how a lot of people learn about football yeah they learn how to play. My nephew was just talking about it. I saw him the other day. This is how we learn how to play football. By yeah. playing Madden. Yeah. And I'm playing a game that is a carbon copy of the last six games, I want to say. Yeah. Going back to... It was probably more than that. Cause this goes... These games are the exact carbon copy of the ones from the PS4, Xbox One generations. Yeah. Carbon copy. Oh, I'm sure. I am playing it on the Xbox Series X. So the most powerful console you could possibly buy. The menus are slower than shit, insane load times, glitchier than hell. The play on the field, like, graphically, they made some improvements. I'm not going to lie, the graphics look good. But the problem with Madden is it's always been flash and no substance. It's supposed to be a simulation game. I want to blow my brains out every time I play this game. I have two steps on a cornerback. And I throw the ball and lead my wide receiver. And the quarterback finds a way to jump in front and knock the pass down or intercept it. Yeah. I know. It's insane. I don't understand that. This has been a problem for 20 years. Yeah. Is the unrealistic pass defense Dude. that is in Madden. It's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. I remember unbelievable. I would have fantasy games. I think it was Madden 09 or Madden 2012, one of those uh-huh. two. And I would have fantasy games where I would throw five or six interceptions. 
and just the whole game is just like, so I'm not allowed to win. I, I can't possibly win because even when the pass should be completed and there's no reason that there should be a pick, for some reason something's going to yeah. happen. And it's like how you hear about uh, how slot machines predetermine mm. by the time you actually put the coin in, it's already decided whether you're going to win or lose. And everything else is just a, mm. a hocus pocus act to kind of be like, oh, flashy lights, blah, 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 big noises. Yeah. It's exactly the same way with Madden sometimes Dude. where it's just like, so no matter what game plan I come in with or what adjustments I make or anything I do, I just can't win because my my entire offense is mm. crippled by this yeah. this plague of interceptions. And when I when this first started happening years ago, I intentionally go into like the training camp mode and I work on my quarterback and the proper leading of the receiver. Yeah. Cuz I'm like, okay, I, I, I can maybe understand if I throw a little bit behind him, even though I have two steps on the guy. Mm-hmm. I should still be able to get the pass in there. But I'm like, fine, I'm going to work on leading him. And so by leading him, I'm putting it pretty much four steps away from the quarterback, and he's still getting it. Yeah. And I can't, and then especially, like, even with a quarterback, it's like, okay, maybe suspension of disbelief, they're, they're thinner and faster. But then I do it with a linebacker, and they do the same fucking thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. For some reason, middle linebackers in Madden games have the best hands oh, of anyone on defense. The most unbelievable hands. Just ridiculous, yeah, where it's just they like they miss. can make one-handed catches without yeah. a without a second. Which point. is funny. My friend Keith is known for throwing interceptions to the middle linebackers. Like, at least I will try not to throw it anywhere near them because I know this. He will have yeah. Ton- like anytime I play him, my middle linebacker intercepts the shit yeah. out of him. Yeah, just- again, it's like, oh, this guy had three interceptions yeah. in one game, and it's like that happens, but it doesn't happen five weeks running. Yeah. I remember I had a defensive end who, at one point, more than tripled Michael Strahan's record. I think okay. he ended the season with sixty-six sacks. <laughs> it was just like the record is twenty-two. <laughs> So dumb. That's that's fucking dumb. Why can you do that? Like this is this is what you always hear about when a game goes crazy, right? In the real world, when a game goes like 56, 63, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is a Madden game. Yeah. Because nothing makes any fucking sense. No. And like my my backup quarter or no, my starting quarterback, because I, I I loaded my offensive line because we do our fa- we do our franchise mode and we do a fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. So we pick a team. That's not the Bears because we're both Bears fans. So I picked the Indianapolis Colts, and he's, I think, the Seattle Seahawks. I knew I was going to load my offensive line, and I did. And I also got Derrick Henry. So I'm like, that's going to be a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And so I intentionally went for the cheapest quarterback. And this year in real life, the Bears' backup is Tyson Baggett, a Mm -hmm. rookie. So I'm like, okay, he's a 59 rating. But still, even if you're a backup in the real NFL, you're still good. Mm -hmm. Like, you're better than... Most college quarterbacks. And I started a game the other day. My, oh, my tight end is Travis Kelsey. Oh, there you go. And he did an out pattern. And we tricked. It was a play action. We completely tricked the defenders. And he was wide open. No one within 15 yards of him. I had no pressure in the pocket. And I just tapped the button to do a little throw. A, a, a nice little, little soft throw pass. Yeah. He threw it 30 yards out of bounds. Well, he's the weakest. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't get, okay, a 59 rating, you should still be able to make that pass. Because in reality, even a third string quarterback in the NFL. That's still a crazy high percentage play. 
Yeah. Like, that's still a 95 percentage play. fucking yards. And then you know what I did the next play? Ran the same fucking thing. Same thing happened. Get wide open. He only threw it 20 yards over Kelsey's head this uh, time. But okay. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. And then, like, two plays later, I threw a bullet pass between two defenders, and the guy caught it. I'm like, how does he throw that pass? And I can't hit my fucking wide open pass. I was so mad. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting downstairs. Everyone's asleep upstairs. I'm sitting downstairs at my computer monitor because that's what my Xbox is hooked up to. And I'm trying not to swear because I don't want to wake anyone up. But I'm like, and I just want to break. And it's not a disc. Like, if it was a disc, I might have pulled it out of the system and broke it. It's digital. But I'm just like, God, I I don't understand. And, like, I'm getting this mad over a game that right now I think I'm 8-1. Because... Of course, every if you're a good player, you're a superhuman player. Yeah. So in nine games, Henry has 2,300 yards and like 32 touchdowns. Yeah. And I just run him. I run the same play. It's like the old, um, when I played the Nintendo 64 version, I'll never forget, the Nintendo 64 version of Madden, um, the Colts, and funny, it's the Colts. Um, Edwin oh, James. Edwin James. It was kind of like the Tecmo Bowl with Bo Jackson where he got to the outside. Tecmo Bowl, yeah. And same thing. If Edwin James, if you could get him to the outside, it was a touchdown every time. Yeah. And so now I have, I just have a straight down the middle play that I get minimum six yards each time I run it. Yeah. And they're most of the time I break it. So I'm just like, I'm just going to fucking yeah, do Yeah, just that. do this. Why not? Yeah. But it's so, like, I want to play a simulation football yeah. game. Like, I want to enjoy well, it. Well, this is why NFL players these days care so much what their Madden rating is. Yeah. It's because this quarterback can make that throw. Yes. And will be able to. But Madden says, no, 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 no. You're a rookie backup on a terrible team. We'll see if they get better. But, mm. you know, they had the first overall draft pick last year. You're just bad. Yeah. You're just, you are just stamp bad and you will miss at least 30 percent of your throws for no reason and it's just like okay cool i get it it's It's a game you have to program it and you have to calculate reality into ones and zeros i get it but like you could tweak it a little better than this though right and it's like take out the stupid story mode Oh my god! It's so stupid. There Why do we have a story, story mode? mode? In a sports game. Who would have a story mode in a sports they game? They don't do now. It's asinine. It's stupid. Why? And it's like if you take that out, and then instead of once again, and I know everyone keeps saying this, and they should just do it. Instead of releasing a new game, release a patch every year with updated rosters and updating the play. Of the game on the field. New uniforms, stadium yes. updates, yes. these kinds of things. That's, That's all, all we fucking want. Charge $39.99 I would get it. Listen, here's yes. the thing. I haven't bought Madden since... I think the last time I bought Madden was 2018. Mm-hmm. And even then I bought the 2015 edition. So it was like a few years older. I haven't bought Madden in a while. Because of a lot of things that we're yep. talking about here, I've had that moment of just pure, unadulterated rage yes. <laughs> so many times when playing Madden, where people have come in, siblings have come in, and just been like, what is wrong? And it's like, yep. I'm playing a video game. And it's, like, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. It is so nuts. And, and so, I haven't bought Madden in a while, but if you came out with a good base game, and then did just that, released patches that updated the rosters... The uniforms, 
the stadiums, and the playbooks, that's all we want. Yeah. Listen, I don't care about it. The only other thing that I want is I want creative team mode back because yes. they got rid of it a long time ago, and every time I check, it's not back. And I yes, I can make a fantasy team where I redraw the roster mm. and then I move them after one season and then I can do whatever with it, right? Or you could just let me create a team. Because yeah. that was one of the coolest parts of Madden was just going in and making create a team, being like, okay, this team's going to be run heavy. This team's going to be defense heavy. This team's going to be all about throwing and passing mm. and having a scrambling quarterback and quick outs and that kind of stuff. And then you also get to play with the uniforms and change up stuff and play with the stadium and make it. That was one of my favorite elements of Madden. And ever since they got rid of it, I'm like, then I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm not and also, here. I mean, and I've been thinking about this. One of their most popular modes that they used to have and then they stopped completely created a video game of its own, which was head coach mode. And mm-hmm. they made NFL head coach one year. They actually made just a game of that. It's like, take out the stupid story mode and put in head coach mode, which you wouldn't really need to do extra programming. Mm-hmm. All you would have to do is, like, the games will sim themselves and as you call the plays. Yeah. And it's like, what's so hard about why, this Why, why, why? That's they more interesting than... They keep doing then. this stupid yeah. fucking... Like, and, like I said, the big problem I'm having, though, is... These new systems mm-hmm. are so fucking powerful. And when the menus are glitchy and slow, it makes you go, okay, how is this a thing? How is this still a thing? Because when you said that in the initial, I immediately went back to that last version of Madden that I had where all the menus yep. loaded in crazy slow. Yep. And there was nothing you could do, no functionalities you could change or augment or prioritize to make it so that some things ran better. There was nothing. No. There was nothing you could do. It just ran like shit. Yep. It, it's similar to how, I don't know if they still do this, but at one point, they for Madden, you had to play like a quarter of a game before you could even start the game. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. the, the one that I have, you had to play... Some Giants Cowboys mm-hmm. game because OBJ like was on the title. Yeah, or and but like you couldn't even get to the menu. Yep, you you were blocked from even activating the game until you finished this pedantic, stupid tutorial. You're Madden. Yeah, you're not Dark Souls. You're not Zelda. You're not Mario. We don't need a fucking tutorial. You're fucking Madden. And that's the funny part is they have training camp mode with. There's a practice mode. Mini games now. Yeah. To teach you how to do this shit, so it's like, I don't know. But, like, even on the field, you know, the graphics, like I said, are better, and I have the issues with the with the secondaries. There's still the slowdown when you're kicking, mm-hmm. and it screwed up a lot of kicks, Yep. but then you get stuck in the animations again. Like, if yeah. you select a play, and there have been times where I've, like, kind of screwed up, and I only have 10 seconds left. Hurry up, the hurry up, The quarterback, hurry up. yeah, walking to the line, and there's I'm hitting every button known to man. Yeah. And they will not move any faster. And then he does the looking around and pointing. It's like, no, get to the line and hook the fucking ball. Yeah. And it won't happen. No. And I, I've lost games like that. I've lost so many games like yeah. that. Of just like, why are you waiting? It's so Why bad. are you waiting? Why is supposed to be the run to the line and snap the ball? Like, yeah. you just have a play augmented to Y, the Y button. You hold down Y. You go to the line. You automatically select that play. Yep. You snap the ball immediately. And it's either a spike, a fake spike, or a hot route. Yeah. Why? 
Why? Why? Why is this a thing? And, and the problem is it'll never get fixed because there will no. always be idiots like me that will buy the game and hate every second of it. When the NFL, it's like, guys, you got to know mm-hmm. that it's this bad. I mean, people tell them all the time, but, you know, there are a lot of bad things about the NFL, but this one is this one is really, I mean, mind you, it's not hurting anybody physically, like the whole concussion thing. That's the right. worst part. There, there's, there's, there's other the, issues. Yeah. Like this is on a business side. Yeah, there's, there's real world issues and there's business exactly. issues. And this is in the business issues. How is it every year we have the same conversation about Madden? Yes, and they're so concerned, and they, and they find players if they have the wrong colored socks and the wrong shoes, and it's like. Here is the literal face of your franchise on a digital form that millions of people play. And they mostly hate it, but they so desperately want a video game football game. And this is the only thing There's you can literally get no other one. When I was growing up, you could play 2K whatever. Oh, yeah. 2K5 you could play NFL Blitz. Football video you could play the one Brett Favre did, like MVP whatever, whatever. Yep. There were options. And you for- remember the original Xbox, they had NFL Fever or something that had Peyton Manning on the cover. Yeah, of it. so they made their own one, and yeah, the Brett Favre was quarterback club. Yeah, quarterback club. Yep. That was it. Yep. And like every system had its own one, yep. and that would be so much better now. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if if there wasn't this monopoly where the only football game that comes out every year is terrible Madden, I would take a backyard football at this no, point. Seriously. Like, honestly, I'm so frustrated. And it's not like EA is like this great company that's putting out. They are known still as one of the worst companies to work for. Yeah. And they're still given this exclusivity, which yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah, their games are never done. Never. They're never actually playable. And they don't patch it. Like, no. all these slowdowns, they're never going to fucking patch it. No. Ever. One day, we need to have Kelly on to have her go over her hatred and frustration with EA vis-a-vis the Sims. Yeah. But it is but not everything. They screwed up the Sims, they screwed up Star Wars, they screwed up this. How many companies have they bought that made great games and then just closed the companies down? Yeah. You're like, dude. Yeah. yeah, they just took, they poached whatever people they wanted from that yeah. company and then they closed the company down. And it's like, okay, I guess... That's what's going to happen now. We're not going to have any... I mean, this is this is the way of the world. You yeah. look at how Disney is approaching everything and the writer's strike and everything going on with Warner Discovery, who mm-hmm. continues to purge certain things off of their system and emphasize other things. I will say, now that The Flash is down on the Max, mm. people should go out and watch, if you don't watch The Corridor Crew, go out on YouTube and watch The Corridor Crew. They have a really great... I just watched review it yesterday. of the Flash. I watched it yesterday, and it, it's so you can tell these guys really don't want to come down. Their hard on reaction the to seeing the Henry Cavill and that, that was my favorite. Where they're like, "What is that?" And like they they nailed it. It's the Dude, Polar their Express. Is one of my favorite things. It's the Polar Express. It Really is. It it that's what that movie ended up being is the Polar Express. Yeah. And no matter how Andy Muschietti wants us to reframe it or how Warner Brothers wants to not have a conversation about how they pushed this out too quickly and didn't give the artists enough time to actually make the fucking movie look good. Like, that's my issue with Warner Discovery, is that they keep on having failures because they make bad decisions. They really do. And it just makes me crazy because they're in charge of a lot of stuff that I would like not to have bad decisions made over. Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah. Madden sucks. Yeah. That's that's the long and short of it. Madden sucks. (laughs) EA sucks. I hate the game. I'm still going to fucking play it because I'm a moron. Yeah. But it sucks. But yeah, no, it's it's frustrating as hell. It's yeah. a problem that will never go away never. until EA loses their monopoly on making NFL games. Yes. Give me NFL Blitz. If children, 
children, and by children I mean anybody under 22. (laughs) If you have never played NFL Blitz, go back. But, like, the problem is, it's not the same playing it at home. Because I played NBA Jam the other day at home, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I need that four-player big... You do need a friend. You you, need the cabinet at the arcade, though. You at least need one friend to play with. It's not fun to play alone. No, no, no. But argumentatively, Madden is also not fun to play alone. It's not fun to play with people. Um, But that, and also, like, the other thing that I was just thinking of is, go back and do that thing that uh, people did in the 90s Mm. where they would have teams that weren't the NFL team, but all the players had the exact same numbers Mm -hmm. and had very similar quote-unquote looks. It was pixel hell, so it's not like you could have somebody... The one um, 2K made, it was all-star football that had, like... It did have retired players, like John Elway, but it didn't have the teams. Yeah, because they couldn't get the rights. Yeah, but the football was still great. Work around the rights. Yes. I would honestly take a 32-team, create-a-team league at this point. The only thing is it didn't sell for shit. No, that's the thing, is that if you don't have the players, who's going to buy it? Yeah. And it's like, and what I'm worried about is, is I've missed my favorite. The only thing EA ever did right was the college football game. Mm. And... Of course, thanks to Ed O'Bannon, which is understandable, too, where the player likenesses was a huge issue, which yeah. the players weren't getting any money. And so there hasn't been a college football game for over a decade. It's yeah. been a while. But supposedly next year, the the first, like, they've figured out all the finances now that the players can get paid. Yeah. Um, and so next year's coming out, and I'm terrified. Because I remember the last year of the college football game, it outsold Madden so much that GameStop had it where if you traded it in, you got like 40 bucks towards Madden. Wow. If you traded in the college football game, because no one was buying Madden. Because the college football game came out like a month earlier. Everyone the year before bought that, and Madden sales ducked, ducked because people loved the college one because it was actually, for some reason, I don't know how, it was far better in every way, even though it's made by the same fucking people. Yeah. And then it's like, now it's coming back out again, but it's like, it's been so long, are they going to fuck it up? Yeah, how is EA going to mess this up? I don't know. That's the real question. Because I still have the fondest memories of my, my buddy Keith and I when we were roommates on Edgerton Street down on Park Avenue. This was, God, 2002. I had a GameCube with, with the Wavebirds, which was the wireless oh, computer yeah. controllers, greatest things ever. Desperately, one day, we're sitting in there, sitting in our apartment, and we're like, man, I wish we had a, a football game, because he had an original Xbox, I had the GameCube. But Madden wasn't out yet, and so we went to the store because we thought Madden was coming out, but it wasn't, but college football came out. So we bought that. Dude, we played that until I thought I was going to break my GameCube. That's how much we played that. And it was the greatest memory. And it's like I still have that memory of the college fucking football game, right? Haven't had that memory with Madden since the fucking Sega... No, I was going to say Sega Genesis... But I, the very first game I got when I got the launch PS2 was the Madden for that year because it had the updated graphics and everything. Mm-hmm. And that was my last like really fond memory of Madden. Yeah. No, the last time I played a Madden game that I genuinely enjoyed every aspect of it, I think would have been either 05, Madden 05. that was the hit stick with Ray Lewis on the cover. Ray Lewis on the cover. Yeah. Or I think it was like, it was, it, who was it? Who was on the cover? I want to say it was Vince Young uh, was on the cover of the other one. He was on the cover of one of them, yeah. Yeah, it was on like 2010 or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, both of those were like pretty decent, pretty okay. I had one for Xbox, I had one for GameCube. Mm. And honestly, though, 
since then. It's always, every it's time I so play bad. Madden, I'm like, yep, this isn't worth my money. My Always my plan with Madden, and right now, there was a moment of temptation. We talked about this a lot, of mm-hmm. like, do I get it because Josh Allen is the cover boy? And there was a lot of back and forth. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my plan now, wait two years and get it. <laughs> get that yeah, edition of Madden when it's, when it's $10. I knew that the beginning of the end was happening, which was, I think it was 2018... So it, that would have made it Madden 19, which I think was the one that had Gronkowski on the cover. Mm-hmm. Somebody had posted a video, and this was 100% authenticated. There was a banner in one of the stadiums that said Madden 2017. So it was obvious it's that they the just same. literally cut and paste the game. Yeah. And they charged full price. Yeah. Oh, and of I was course like, they did, because it's EA. Yeah. Because yeah. we knew there was issues, but then when that, that's when everyone's like, uh, they truly don't care. They don't give a fuck. They truly they don't care. They know they're going to print money. They know that it will make money. It's the yes. same issue that Disney had when milking Star Wars. Yep. They thought, no one will care. It's Star Wars. It sells itself. And then Solo came out. And then a funny story. <laughs> Turns out you can only push that button oh so hard God. before people are like, hey... The movie has to be good, though. Uh, <laughs> it I can't just time, be bad. <laughs> I think it's time we transition this into our big NFL preview. Yes, let's talk some NFL. We've been talking NFL, so it's really going to roll yeah, into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so starting Thursday is the opening day, yes. um, which is going to be uh, Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Chiefs. When was last time Detroit got to open a season? It's been a fucking long time. Yeah. Which, I am starting Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen this week, <laughs> because Mahomes is going to be at home on national TV on Thursday night, opening night, when they hang the banner yeah. against a very bad Lions defense. Their offense is very good, but their defense is shit. Yeah. And Josh Allen, who's my backup now, is going to be on the road Monday night at the Jets with Aaron Rodgers' first game with a really good defense. Uh, I'm like, I'm totally, I'm not saying the Bills are going to no, no. win or lose, I mean. Yeah. But I'm like, Mahomes is going to put up 85 points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I'm, like, definitely going with it. No, that. no, here's my thing. Okay, so anybody who's listened to previous NFL previews, uh, you will know this. I am a big Bills fan. Yes. I've talked about it on the show before. We kind of hinted at it all day. Um, I'm a big Bills fan. I started out watching the Bills uh, with my dad. Uh, the first season I remember is 1995 because I remember the Super Bowl that was Cowboys and oh. Steelers. Yeah. And so that was the first Super Bowl I remember. So I was alive during the four Super Bowl run, but my brain hadn't turned on yet. I still have during that period. Very elusive memories of those yeah. four Super Bowls. And and so I then spent years in Azkaban prison. <laughs> Longer than Sirius Black, I, I was in Azkaban remember, prison. I remember, I know this is, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but you no, made no, no. me think of something I don't want to forget because I'm old. I remember I was pushing carts uh-huh. at the old Eastway Wegman, so this was '91, maybe. It was when Frank Reich had the big comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against was it Tennessee? The, uh, Houston. But it was Oilers. Houston Oilers. Yeah, Tennessee yeah. Titans now. And I had my little Walkman with my headset and pushing carts, listening to that comeback. Yeah. And I'll never fucking forget that. And I'm not, I'm not a Bills fan, but I've always respected. I never liked Jim Kelly. But I did respect the Bills. My dad also doesn't like Jim Kelly. I never liked Jim Kelly. It's the damnedest thing because, like, people forget two things about the, that team. Jim Kelly loved to throw interceptions, and Bruce Smith was always offsides. Yeah. <laughs> always. 
every game it's like, oh, Bruce Smith's offsides. Like, of course he is. Yeah, on the yeah. plays where he's not called offsides and he gets yeah. that sack, that's a good play. That's a good no, play. But... No, my dad always hated uh, Jim Kelly because, not hated, hated is too strong a word. My dad liked Jim Kelly, mm. but always held it against him that he was drafted by the Bills and said, fuck all y'all. I'm going to the AFL mm. and played for Houston for three years. I got you. And then when the AFL folded, then he came to Buffalo. And it wasn't until then that he joined the community and became the the, the mm. glowing representative that he is now. And so, like, if you talk about Jim Kelly in Rochester, Buffalo, the, the entire western New York region, everybody's like, oh, Jim Kelly. Yeah. And my dad's like, ah, Jim Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Kelly. But uh, anyway, so I'm a big football fan. I spent years watching the Bills be terrible. Uh, again, anybody who doesn't know, we suffered the the, the, the tragedy of the Music City Miracle, mm-hmm. which some Tennessee Titans fans will say, oh, that it's payback. Not a that f- fucking lateral. It was a forward A thousand pass. percent that was a forward pass. Frank Wycheck threw a forward yes. pass. Yes. Okay? Thousand There's percent. no way nope. in hell nope. anyone can look at that play and think anything other than he threw a forward pass. Pass. Yeah. I still hate the Titans to this day. Yeah. It was like the second year the NFL had reviewing. They were still getting used to it. I don't remember who the... I, I see his face. It was like Jim Gray or something. I don't remember his name, but yeah. like he looks like Jim Gray. And like, Fuck you, dude. dude. You fucking blew it. You fucking blew that call. And then we didn't go to the playoffs for 17 years. Yeah, 17 years. Okay. Dude, that was one of the worst <laughs> calls in the history of the NFL. And so I've never... I'm, I'm clearly... Yeah. Still sore. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, you hold on to things I, I and you're get, passionate I get about it? I'm about no! um, It's so, not homecoming. So, oh my god. Oh my god. Holy It literally it stops me in my tracks every time. I'm like a I'm like a three year old to a shiny object. It's like, oh You're gonna be on your deathbed and your final words are Music City Homecoming, and you're going to die. <laughs> it's going to You're going to hold on to it to the very end. <laughs> oh, my God. No, so uh, so anyway, the Bills have been good for like yes. the last, uh, generously speaking, like the last five years now. They've yeah. been pretty good. Um, they finally figured out the coach. Yes. They, That's always been they their got thing. got their coach together. Marv Levy. Yeah, they have not figured out the coach. We coach. went through so many coaches. Yeah. I literally wrote a paper because when I was in high school, one mm-hmm. of the things that I thought about doing was getting into football and broadcasting. And so I would do like analysis and I would write play-by-play and this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. One of the things that I wrote an entire essay on was how bad the Bills are at picking a head coach. <laughs> well, hey, I'm a Bears fan, so there's, that's another team that's also well-known for picking yeah, that was that was the off-season where I wanted them to hire Mike Sherman, mm-hmm. which tells you how desperate we that's were. That's fucking desperate. And we hired Mike Malarkey. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, how did we even... Even I had a bad idea. Yeah. And even... You found an even worse idea. <laughs> how did you find a worse idea? The guy's name is literally bullshit. Okay. Anyway, I am anxious about this season. Last season was a tough one. It There was a lot of drama. We were supposed to win it all. It was supposed to be our year. Yeah. And now I can't get over the idea that we blew our shot. And that has become extremely clear with the uh, upgrading of the AFC East. <laughs> See, the Bills last year, though, was just horrible luck. 
a lot of injuries. The a lot Hamlin of... situation against the Bengals. Because if the Bills won that game, yeah. they locked up home field, and Kansas City would have had gone to Buffalo. Yep. There's no way I think Kansas City would have beat them in Buffalo. And then Buffalo the NFL the screwed playoffs. us. But it was one of those things where it's like a doodle. I mean, how many seasons are you going to have a guy literally die it's, on the field? It's almost it's happened before, but not since like the 1940s. Yeah. yeah. So you're not. It, it was a fucked up situation. Yeah. No, exactly. And like, there was just a lot of bad luck that ending with the the Vikings game. Where it's just like you just need to not Von do Miller. that. Them losing Von Miller, the the uh, game against the Dolphins, where it was 200 degrees and Zero. everybody on the team was dehydrated, and Allen is going to throw a touchdown, and his hand cramps up as he's throwing the ball, so it drops yeah. like a duck, and it's just bad luck. Which bad did you luck, ever hear luck. the the why Miami Stadium is the way it is? Because it's a it's an advantage thing. Yeah, it's built in such a way. The so second that the, the, half, the sun is on the yeah, visiting team. The the visiting team, not the second half, the whole game. The oh, you're right. Entire the game, game yeah. during at least during one o'clock yep. airing games, the whole game, the visiting team is in the, in sun, the sun, and they have no shade of any kind yep. on the sideline, so they can bring in their own shade, but they have to transport these big canopies if they want to do that. Which I guarantee you, next time fucking Buffalo goes down there, they're gonna have fucking canopies. Well, so this is this is the thing is that the NFL decided to solve our problem for us mm. because what did they do? What this is the thing. We hate Miami. Yes. Miami hates us. We hate Miami. I still hate Dan Marino. I I still hate Dan Marino. I notice you don't have any isotoner gloves in your house. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, like uh, Don Shula is still a name. Like I wasn't born when <laughs> Don Shula did everything that was big in his career. By the mm. time I was watching football, Don Shula was on his way out. Mm. I still hate Don Shula. <laughs> Irrationally hate Don Shula. I hate the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. They don't like us a lot either. So what ends up happening every year is there's this back and forth where we go there in the late summer, early fall, mm-hmm. and it's a million degrees, and then they come here in January, yeah, and it's last fucking year's game freezing. Was the first game of the year. It was like the second game. First or second game, yeah. yeah. Which people are still trying to get their wind. Yeah. And then they're thrown into that condition. Yeah, exactly. And so, and then the Dolphins have to come play here mm-hmm. when it's fucking snowing and 10 degrees and whatever. Not this year. <laughs> the NFL decided to do a flip-flop. So now the Dolphins come to Orchard Park yes. in late September. And we go to Miami in uh, late January yeah. for the end of the season. And I'm just like... that really need to take that much did time? Did you have to do that? Did you, did, did you have to take the one thing that we have? Like... I hate it. I blame it all the time for why we lost that game last year. And I was angry that we almost lost to the Dolphins in the cold when they came up here. Because, to me, every time should be Ricky Williams with his fucking dreadlocks frozen, sticking out of his helmet, breaking them on the sidelines. That should be a game of Dolphins, Bill. That should be the... Come on. And instead, it's going to be probably balmy, like... 59. (laughs) The worst, I've been to a couple games. The worst one I ever went to was a Bills Dolphins game in a blizzard Mm -hmm. in Buffalo. And I sat, every seat had three inches of ice on it. So you're sitting on ice in a blizzard trying to watch a game. I'm like, fuck this. I went back to the bus like after the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was either Bills Dolphins or Bills Jets. I think it was Bills Dolphins. Um, it was one of the years where we were both bad, but the mm. Dolphins were almost going to make the playoffs, and they just had to beat us. And fucking Jeff Tool <laughs> and some other idiot beat them in Buffalo. Mm. And I was I was there for the game. We were under heating lamps, and I was like, "Oh, this is 
this is the way football is meant to be watched is mm. the Dolphins getting their asses kicked by our third string quarterback. That was in the Tyrod Taylor days. Oh, God. <laughs> and even right. he was too injured to play. That's right. All of this is to say that I worry that the Bills have blown their chance. Yes. They're still going to be my pick. Because if I don't pick them and then they win, mm. <laughs> that's just going to be even more harrowing so story. are they your pick of the AFC? They're my pick, pick for the AFC. I, I have to, I mean, I, I have to ride this train to the end. Well, let's do this. Let's just continue talking about the AFC. Okay. And we'll give our AFC picks and then we'll talk about the NFC. Yes. Okay. I want to do two quick little things about the Bills. Yes. Um, one I found out. Just uh, the other day from my brother, he heard an interview Steve Tasker had with uh, Marv Levy, who's still alive. Still kicking around. Still kicking. He went to camp this year. And this connects to one of our old shows. His first recommendation for an NFL head coaching job came from Oppenheimer. He went (laughs) to the same college as him. No kidding. He was at the college where he worked. There was some connection, and Oppenheimer and him were friends, and Oppenheimer was the one that gave him his, like, biggest... That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. I found crazy. that out, and I was like, holy shit. Which makes sense, because Levy's 95 yeah, now Levy's up there. He's, He's a million years he old. He always looked like he was in his 90s, like way back in yeah. the 90s. He was the he Ernest Borgnine like of football coaches. Yeah. He's like been old his entire yeah. life. Yeah. The other funny thing is, one of your head coaches, after Mike Malarkey, do you remember who the coach was right after Mike Malarkey? Was that uh, Greg with 3G Williams? Nope, that was Dick Duran. Oh, no, no. And do you remember the team that Dick Duran coached? He was also a Bears coach. He coached the Bears right before Buffalo. I was was working in a restaurant, and we did um, uh, Taste of Rochester. Uh And it was crazy loud because uh, the animals were playing on a stage right near us. And so House of the Rising Sun, I'm screaming and all this, so I lost my voice. The next day, I got on a plane with my mom to go to Oregon to visit my my family. We landed in Reno, Mm -hmm. and who... Is landing with us, Dick Duran, and not, uh, not he, sweetness. The he, other no, one. he died recently. Uh, Gail um, Sayers. Gail Sayers. Thank you, thank you. My brain shot, and I'm like, because <laughs> I see Gail Sayers, and I'm mm-hmm. like losing my shit. Yeah. Now, mind you, Dick Duran, who's the week after I get back, is going to be at training camp for Buffalo in Rochester. I go up and I completely blow him up, <laughs> and I go right to Gail Sayers. I'm like. And I can't talk, and Gail Sayers thinks I'm some kind of lunatic, but I'm able to get out that I'm a massive Bears fan, and I shake his hand. And I look at Dick Duran, I'm like, hey, coach, and I walk away. Because <laughs> I'm like, you fucked up the Bears, and you're going to fuck up the Bills, and I knew it! And he did, and you made the right decision. Yeah. No one will remember who Dick Duran is. No. No one will remember no, who Dick Duran is. Everyone will remember everyone who Gale will Sayers know who Gail Sayers is. And a real quick note, um... The reason do you do you know the reason why I hate the Miami Dolphins? You should know this if NFL is history. it Ace Ventura related nope. or oh wait no, it was the 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 was it it wasn't seventy eight what was it what's it's the 80, 85 80, Bears. yes eighty five they had the undefeated season yeah they lost yes one game that to year, the Dolphins and that was to the Dolphins that was it yeah that was the only game they lost and they destroyed literally every yeah, other they team steamrolled and them. then those douchebags from the seventy two Dolphins getting their champagne and drink I'm like fuck you yeah they still I, do that. I really want a team to go undefeated. Like I know you don't like the Patriots, but that year that they lost to the no. Giants in the Super Bowl, no, you're I wrong. So desperately, you're just it. wrong. No, I'm you're not wrong. Just not wrong. Not wrong. Listen, opinions are not wrong, but you are wrong. Okay, <laughs> opinions are like assholes. Everyone has <laughs> one. Everyone has one. <laughs> you're wrong. The world is palpably better. 
for eighteen and Pal- one. Palpatine better? Palpatine, no. Yes, yes. Um, no. But no, I that is you want to talk about nights where I lost my voice. I fully lost my voice oh my watching God. that game at my parents' house. I was just and so it's funny elated. too because today I had to explain to Ethan who uh, Eli Manning was because we watched the Chad Powers video. <laughs> Did you ever see that no, one? I've heard he, stories. He goes to Penn State and has makeup put on him, and it's not like undercover boss where you're like, there's no way. He really did pull it off where it's like, okay. And he wanted to try out as a walk-on. And he goes out there and he's fucking killing it. And they're like, only the head coach knew. And so the assistants are like, I think we need to put this kid on our team. Like, he was playing as like a 30-year-old guy like he's a teacher and he does part-time. Oh, okay. And he's going out and just fucking killing it. (laughs) And I had to explain to Ethan because Ethan, um, his first ever watching football was watching Tom Brady. So he loves Tom Brady. (sighs) And I'm like... Eli Manning will always be known because Tom Brady has Giant only lost Slayer. three Super Bowls. Yeah. And two of them were to fucking the Eli Patriot Manning. The Patriot Slayer. Yep. The Patriot, Patriot Slayer. Slayer. Okay, so going back to the AFC for this season, I I, I hate to go against you. Yes. I like, I, I like the Bills' chances, but to me, the thing I'm worried about with Buffalo, and I saw this last season, I didn't realize how important Von Miller was to that defense. Yeah. As soon as they lost him, they were fucking done. Well, we had a lot of problems because Micah Hyde went out, I think, in week two. And that was a huge problem. He did. And then we, we lost a lot of linebackers, including uh, but, Von Miller. Like, Von Miller, as far as his leadership on the field and everything, yeah, it was so noticeable when he left. Yeah. So, to me, I'm a little nervous what would happen if there's another big injury on their defense. Don't get me wrong. I'm picking the Bills. I didn't say I have faith in them. Well, there you go. <laughs> Here's my thing. So I'm picking the Bills out of cowardice and fear. Okay. Kind of this idea of if I don't pick them, then it's a bad portent. So I need to pick them because then if they win, then I was with them the whole time. And, you know, nerd shit. Yes. (laughs) But, like, you have a reason to pick them that makes sense. Yes. Like, I I will not pick the Bears because last year they had the number one pick for a reason. This year I think they're going to be a lot better. They're going to be a lot better. We'll talk about that. But... You, you were right. The last two seasons, the Bills were picked. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that fucking mind fuck on defense two years ago against Kansas City where they had that game won. All they had to do was wait 10 seconds. You just had to hold why, for 10 seconds. Why you don't double-team Travis Kelsey? I don't understand why you don't double-team. You know what they're no going to do. Fucking, they're going to throw it to Travis Kelsey. You know what they're going to do. You you have to know what yes. they're going to do. It's either going to go to Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. Yes. And this is why I, I, I do I can recognize the talent in Patrick Mahomes. But the thing I always say about Mahomes is I want to see like I, I hate to keep bringing him up, but you're gonna you're gonna roll your eyes. The thing about Brady is Thomas like, most Brady. of his teams, he had guys that fucking no one wanted they were or walk-ons. no one knew. They were Wes Welker was nobody yes. before he made it to the Patriots. Mahomes gets drafted to a team that has a Hall of Fame coach. Yep. They have two of the greatest Weapons you could have in modern football with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. He got to sit for a year behind Alex Smith, who is a solid quarterback, but everyone says is like the ultimate professional in learning how to play football. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's going to have success. If he got drafted by the Bears that year, I guarantee oh, no you way, he would man. not be a two time MVP. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Matt Nagy, as much as he salivates over Patrick Mahomes. And he does, to the point that everybody in the NFL knows or knew that he did. Even if he did get Mahomes, he would have ruined him. He would have fucked him up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it was John Fox that first season. Yeah. And then Nagy. But I, Travis Kelsey, I don't 
fucking understand why you don't double-team Travis Kelsey. He is their number one weapon. He even was with Tyreek Hill, if you remember those oh, games. Yeah. Tyreek Hill would get the big plays, but Kelsey would get the important plays. Yeah. And it's like, why Why is it so fucking hard to put two people on him? Every goddamn year, That's all you he, have to gets, do. he catches the big pass. And yeah. It's like, why? Who wins the Super Bowl? Travis Kelsey. Well, it's same thing when, when the Rams won the Super Bowl. And it's like... They're going to Cooper Cup, you fucking idiots. Yeah. And they did... They, no, he won he, the triple count crown. Didn't he get five completions in that final drive in the Something Super Bowl? Something like that, yeah. And you're like, how is that even happening? Yeah, yeah. No, this is I my thing, is that I look at the Bills, and while I pick them, I don't think that they've tooled up enough to be as respectable. Mm. I think they're a little more of a pantomime horse this year. I think the running game has gotten better. I don't. But they need to lean into it. Josh I, Allen cannot run the ball. I agree with you there. He can't I don't think do that they've done anything to make their running game better. Mm. They had so many opportunities, and this is how we're going to transition into the rest of the AFC East. They had so, so many opportunities mm. to bring on a second back to balance out with James Cook. I don't think James Cook is a bad running back. Mm. I think James Cook is a fully unproven running back. He hasn't done anything that I've seen. Because they gotta fucking run him. Because they don't use him. No. And it drives me crazy. Josh so, Allen is gonna last two more seasons if they keep running him the way they do. And so you have all of these things. What happened this offseason? Uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor gets pissy with the Colts and wants a trade. Uh, fucking Josh Jacobs, same thing with the Raiders. Uh, fucking Ezekiel Elliott is on Who's the market. Who's the guy from Minnesota that the Jets just picked up? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. The brother of James Cook. Yes. You have all of the ingredients you need. You just need to pick one. Pick any one of them and you can win. Yes. And you don't go for any of them. And it's baffling. And worse, the Jets get Dalvin Cook and the Patriots get Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm not saying Zeke is like a, a threat. But anybody's a threat so when you give him two. I know. Have you seen the memes? No. <laughs> they have. They said the new uh, offensive lineman or new linebacker because he is because he would always wear his half shirts with his abs. Yeah. Always got this big gut. Uh, and somebody found this. They got this guy who's just this short, little, chubby dude, and they gave him Ezekiel Elliott wig, and they had him run cones, and it is the funniest damn thing because he is totally let himself go. But like, this is the thing. Is that they said the same thing in some ways about Randy Moss yeah. and about how many other guys that have come into the Patriots that locker room and just turned it all around. This could be a Jerome Bettis thing with... This is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what I'm saying is that I don't need Bill Belichick to be given weapons. He actually has an offensive coordinator this year, unlike last year where he decided he was going to have two of his BFFs who couldn't mm -hmm. get a job anywhere else, his protégés who are too stupid to coach in this league. Mm-hmm coach the offense even though they're both defense and special teams guys respectively the guy that ruined the texans he's back and he, all he has to do is coach the offense he doesn't have to be a gm he yeah. doesn't have to coach he just coaches the offense i think the patriots are going to be a lot better this year see here's the thing with the patriots though i've never liked the patriots i always liked brady gronkowski and edelman i never liked the patriots i hate because all i hate them. belichick yeah belichick is like all the shit that brady gets with oh you're a cheater remember 99% of that I don't agree with. I think it's Belichick. He's the one behind he all of that He was the one that, that actually the cheated. Spygate, Spygate, all of that. That was Belichick. And if you look at it, non-Brady Belichick has had maybe, what, two winning seasons in his coaching Not career? Not even. 
Not even. I think. He, yeah, maybe just one winning season. I have to. I don't remember his his record with the Browns. He had that one season after Brady with Mac Jones. Yeah, that they made the playoffs. And I but think, other than that, I think he had some winning seasons with the Browns. But that was like way back in the nineties. But even that, like, I, and I think it was just one. Yeah, it was, he is not. He he has a losing record as a head coach without Tom Brady. Yeah, and it's like. I, I think he gets way too much credit. Like, he is a very good defensive coach. Like, he was great with the Giants. But he's so full of himself now mm-hmm. that I don't think they're going to be good. I think he's going to torpedo them with his own arrogance. I hope so. Because I, that's I what it. I've been waiting for. I had to put up with, like, 20 fucking years yeah. of this asshole. And well, they're easily the, the worst team in that division. I hope so. Easily. I, I want them to eat shit all day long. Yeah. And the only other team that I want to eat shit is well, I always want the Dolphins to eat shit, yeah. and usually I don't care if the Jets eat shit or not. But now I care. Suddenly, I care. I care a lot. But see, as a Bears fan, I hate Green Bay, and it's really not who the quarterback is; it's just the team itself. Yeah. And I want him to win something just so Green Bay looks. See, like no, 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 no. Because like I, I here's my thing: is that the Bills have been trying to do this for a few mm-hmm. years now. We finally unseated the Patriots. We got them off the throne. And we're now trying to get this done, and we're battling all the other people mm. for the very top. We finally got out of our division. Now we just need to clear the top of the, the league, mm. and we can't do that. And now the Jets are coming for the fucking crown. And I was in New York last year when they beat us with Zach Wilson, and it wasn't fun. I didn't like it. It was pretty bad. I was angry the whole day. I mean, you are in arguably the best division of football now. It's so frustrating. It really is. In all of the NFL. I'm That's so pissed. I'm yeah. like, I'm just, this is why I'm so angry at the Bills for not making moves sooner. You missed your window, or yep. I'm terrified that we did. I honestly don't know. People still say your window's open. You still have time. Don't panic. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm kind of panicking here. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you have to panic per se. It's just you need to be. I think you had an easier run the last few yeah. years. So you need to be but super laser focused. You can't fuck up. That's my thing, is that the Bills haven't been focused when they had the cards yes. in their favor. Now they have the cards against them, and they have to focus? They that doesn't sound like focused. what they're going to do. We're going to go back to three-quarter football, like in the early 2000s, with Drew Bledsoe, where it's like, we can play three-quarters of football and then call it a day, right? Which, I've always said this about Buffalo, and this is a thousand percent true, you agree with me. There's no team in NFL history that I have watched that has been better at bringing their fans to the peak of success and then just fucking ripping it off from underneath them. Yep. Because a lot of those seasons when it looked like they were going to make the playoffs and then they go on a four-game losing streak and you're yep. like, all the fans are like, oh my God, this is going to be our year! And then all of a sudden, gone. All those years, I was like, eight and eight, baby. That's how we're going, eight yep. and eight. And we'd get to week 12 and people would be like, we're going to the playoffs. We're going to yep. the playoffs. No, we're fucking not. <laughs> no, we're fucking not. Um, okay, so my team out of the AFC. Yes. I, I've been giving this a lot of thought because the AFC is, is it's funny how the NFC and AFC go through these cycles where one yeah. is loaded and one isn't. Yeah, the AFC is just fucking it's fucking crazy loaded. Everybody but I think like the South. I well, think, and that's the thing. Yeah, there's one team in the South. Jaguars might make noise this year. That's my team out of the AFC yeah. this year because I am a big believer in Trevor Lawrence. After what I saw last year, I consider last year's rookie year because that first year with Urban Meyer <laughs> was, was such that? a fucking that was insane. a meme. It was a living meme. Absolutely, that we came back and checked every week to be like, "What's the newest joke in the meme?" The fact that he had the the, the fortitude after that 
I mean, most players after that rookie season yeah. would have just packed it in. Oh, yeah. He not only didn't pack it in, he brought his team to the playoffs and won a playoff game. Yeah. From come-behind win against the Chargers, yeah. which everyone's considering like this great, even though I don't I think believe they're very in the overrated. Chargers. No, they're very I don't overrated. believe in them for one minute, no. and it all comes down to Brandon Staley. I think he makes bad decisions I as a head you, coach. He makes bad decisions as a head Which, coach, and it always needs. If they don't him. make it to the playoffs this year, it will be his last year as head coach. Oh yeah. But I look at the Jaguars. They they have a solid team overall. Their offense is stacked, and I just fucking love Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Like he is literally the poster child of what everyone thinks a quarterback should be. He doesn't really run. When he does, though, he runs great. He's kind of like Aaron Rodgers in that, where he doesn't yeah. run, but when he does, he never gets hit. And he does it properly. Gets His out of bounds. His hair flows in the breeze. Which Josh Allen needs to fucking have a sit down with Aaron Rodgers and be like, okay, so when I'm running and I'm about to get hit, I step out of bounds because that's the thing that always killed me with the Bears when they played Green Bay. Rodgers would run and I'm like, kill him, kill him, and then he would run out of bounds because he's smart. Yeah, I'm not gonna get hit. And then he gets 15 yards if you push him at that yeah. point. No, like I can't. Not to go back to the Bills again. Josh Allen. This has to be the year. I call him tall boy for many, many reasons. I I always say, is this the day you become tall man? This has to be the season he becomes tall man. So far in preseason, he hasn't. Preseason games, he was fucking running into hits. I'm so worried about him. He's too cocky about how many hits he can take. You're a big dude. We get it. He's on so many shirts, jumping over people and doing things. And I'm like, yeah, chill, cool, dude. How about we don't? Because you're going to blow out your knee on one of these leaps, and we're going to be fucked. Yeah. We're going to be straight fucked. Like, no, that's the proper season. Proper fucked. Yeah. It like, doesn't matter who comes in. We could sign fucking Brady. Yeah. It wouldn't fucking matter. We'd be totally fucked. Yeah. And that's... I'm hoping that's the change with them. But I look at... The, see, the big thing with me with the Jaguars... The Titans, we know they have Derrick Henry. He's great. He's still kind of pissed off, though, because you know the whole running back yeah. thing with them not getting paid... Their quarterback sucks. They have a great head coach. Mike Vrabel, think he's a fucking phenomenal. I know you hate him, but you got to admit, he is a very good head coach. It's the same with Brady. Yeah. Hate doesn't mean I don't respect them, but oh my God, do I was I that hate way them. with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Yeah. I hated their guts, but it's like, you I can't have say to, they're bad. You have to respect them and the game yeah. that they bring and everything, but oh my God, the level of hate. Way yes. way surpasses That's the level why you of always hear me say, like with Patrick Mahomes or somebody that I, I just don't like, mm-hmm. I will never say, and I hate when football fans are, oh, he sucks. No. He doesn't suck. He That's the doesn't problem. fucking suck. That's the problem. If he sucks, you, you wouldn't know him. him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you look at that AFC South, so you have the Texans, they ain't going to go they ain't fucking gonna go do anywhere. nothing. The Colts... No Jonathan Nothing. Taylor, they ain't fucking going no, anywhere. They, and the they Titans, have a new they have a new fully unproven rookie quarterback. You both two the Texans and the Colts. Yeah. Yes. And then the Titans, they ain't going anywhere. Yeah. So ja- the Jaguars are set up to easily take that division, get a home game in the playoffs. Yeah. I looked at their schedule. They don't have a very difficult schedule. No, no, they're very they good. They could easily make a run at that first you know, get first, that first spot. Yeah, that first seed. The bye week in, yeah. in, in the playoffs now. So to me, Jacksonville, and they're and the thing with me with Jacksonville, and this is where I think they push away from most other teams in the AFC. Not only do they have a great coach, but they are young. 
from head to yeah. toe, very young, no injury history with most of their players. Like their offense, their receivers, their offensive line, everyone is young. Yeah. And it's like that right now is going to be, I think, the deciding factor. Because if you look at, you know, we just talked about the AFC East. You know, Buffalo, like you said, one or two injuries and they're fucked. They're done. The Dolphins, they lose Tua, which they very likely will. They got played. And I don't game. want to say that because I don't think he should ever play football again. Because I think of his he should head. retire. He needs to retire. I say that in part as a Bills yeah. fan, but also just as a football fan, he should retire. Yes. This is like Jerry Maguire in the beginning, what causes him to change his mentality where he's trying to talk the hockey player into going back. And the family's like, please talk him out of it. Yeah. Please talk him out of it. And this is what Tua. So if they lose him, he's fucked. The Patriots, I don't think they're going to do shit. And then the Jets. Aaron Rodgers had the worst season of his career last year. It's true. He could do better this year. Mm-hmm. But also, what if he gets hurt? Yeah. Then you have Zach fucking Wilson. He already proved, regardless of what he's learned in the preseason against Aaron Rodgers, he's not hasn't learned enough yet. Nah. So he's going to be fucked. So that whole AFC East, one or two injuries and you're fucking done. Yeah. Let's go to the AFC West. Okay, so the Chiefs. The overall favorite, It's everybody's done a full 180. Everybody was like, they're not going to do it, and then they won the Super Bowl, and now everybody's like, they're the greatest, they can't do anything wrong, don't, don't say anything to piss them off. I think too many people are not taking into account Eric Bieniemy and his input on that offense. Mm-hmm. And he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to say this, and I know everyone makes a big fucking deal about Patrick Mahomes. He gets away with so much shit that eventually it's going to catch up with him. Oh, yeah. The little fucking behind the back, the little sidearm pass, everyone loses their shit. And it's like the difference between people who are considered the GOAT and teams that are considered the best, they blow out teams. Yeah. Like you look at that Bears team in 85, I think there was one offensive touchdown the entire playoff scored against them. And it's like that's fucking unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Here's a team that the two Super Bowls they won – they needed to come from behind in the last minute and barely squeak it out. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then everyone gives them a pass with their offensive line against Tampa. It's like, dude, Tampa just fucking destroyed you. I'm still angry at them that they lost to Tampa. That's still so inexcusable to me. See, they, I don't think it is because it was the first home field. I don't care. There's and there's also like everyone talks Mahomes and Kelsey. There's something about the Gronk. Brady. Brady combination yeah. where they didn't even have to really say anything to one no. another and they knew the fuck what they were doing. No, but I'm at full Tommy Lee Jones and the fugitive. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Um, so the Chiefs, I, I'm not going to say anything. I thought last year they would see a decline. Of course they didn't. No. And I, I will admit they won the Super Bowl. I, I still think it's going to catch up to them eventually. So yeah. this year, I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win their division because people are giving a pass because of what happened last year with Russell Wilson. But they forget the Broncos were a fucking spectacular team, just had shitty coaching. Now they have one of the best coaches in NFL. With a guy that really, you know, I I use a lot of the comparisons between him and Mahomes Mm -hmm. until Mahomes won last year. Because prior to that, him winning last year, he won and then went to the Super Bowl next year and lost. Exact same thing happened to Russell Wilson, and then he never made it back to a Super Bowl. So to me, I think the Broncos really could take this division. Chargers, you and I are in agreement on this. I think they're overrated. Yeah. 
I don't think they're. Going. I just don't think they're going to actually put it together. I really don't think so. I've either. watched the Chargers for a long time. I cheered for the Chargers yeah. when the Bills were in the middle of their drought because the Chargers had Tomlinson and oh, fucking Breeze right. and then Ravers and yep. and fucking Antonio Gates, and so I fucking love them in that era. And Nate Kading can still suck a big fat dick because yes. they always blow it. Whether it's the kicker, whether it's the coach, doesn't fucking matter. It's always something. Something yeah. always comes up with the Chargers. <laughs> and so I agree with you. I think Denver could be a lot better. It's really just about how everything integrates at this point. We're going to see how everything comes yeah. out in the wash. Oakland, not Oakland, Las Vegas. Vegas is in good they're, they're good. They have they Jimmy have the Garoppolo and a and terrible now, head coach. And I like Jimmy Garoppolo. And he not is not at this point. Not no, at those he, ankles. No, now, yeah, no, he'll get injured. Yeah. He's, he's not going to make it through the no, season. No, he's not, not going to make close. three weeks. There's going to be problems, and Adams is going to get pissed. Yeah, and it's just going to. And Josh McDaniel, great offensive coordinator, terrible, head shitty coach. fucking head coach, dumbass Fuck head coach. And here's the thing. I'm going to preface with the Broncos why I think they're going to be ahead of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs' defense sucks. Mm. Like they have to put up literally 30 plus points a game to win every fucking game. Yeah. Denver's defense is fucking stout. Denver's defense stout. is very stacked. Stout. So if they could figure out the offense, head to toe, they will be. Like, I, I think at his stage of his career, of course, Russell Wilson is not as good as Mahomes right now. But he still can be a top 10 NFL quarterback. Oh, I'm definitely not drinking this this Kool-Aid that Russell Wilson is overrated yeah, and just no. was never the he, guy. Last year, he just he's a very arrogant Douchebag, and last year he was allowed to be. Yeah, and that's what fucked it up. Well, I think that's the thing is that he came in. He was from the Pete Carroll tree, where Pete Carroll is the top dog, and you got to bow to Pete Carroll. And he wanted to come in and be top dog, yeah. and so he started swinging his dick around, and that didn't go really well. And then yeah. he has a really terrible coach, and that's not going well. And now nobody respects him because he was swinging his dick around. Exactly. And it's like, okay, have you humbled yourself a little bit? Good, go fucking play. Well, and that's the good thing about Sean Payton. And now, mind you, I'm not the biggest Sean Payton fan because I don't believe that he had no idea about. Oh, the, he was in on Bounty Gate. Gate. Yeah, he was one hundred percent in on Bounty Gate. Russell Wilson, I think, needs a, co- a coach with that old school mentality. Yeah. that will say, "Get the fuck into the quarterback room and shut your fucking mouth." Yeah, which is that's what you need sometimes when you're ego. I mean. I'm not even going to say his name, but that's what a lot of players gave credit to Belichick because they yeah. would be like, even after five Super Bowls, he'd be like, really fucking Brady? That's what you're going to do in front of the whole team. That's what Russell Wilson needs. Mm-hmm. He needs them to be like, you fucking suck. You need to figure it out. And I think Sean Payton will do that. Yeah. And so that's my take on, on the AFC West. Who are you thinking is going to come out of that? I, I still think it's going to be the Chiefs. I think mm-hmm. that Denver could make a run. I think that the Chargers could make a run if mm-hmm. they get their pieces rolling. But it's also like saying the Falcons are going to make a run. It's not impossible. It could happen. You mm-hmm. could have a Mike Vick season. You could have that year from a few years ago where you blew it. Mm-hmm. 28-3, to 3, have you ever heard of it? I, oh, we'll talk about the Falcons when we get to the yeah, I, I I look at the Chiefs and I'm like, I'm not going to bet against these guys. Yeah. I, I've seen this game too many times to bet against mm-hmm. them. And I don't want to piss them off. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to say it's going to be the Chiefs, and if somebody else wants to come and take the crown, please go and take the crown because, God damn it, I, I'm tired of these guys wearing I'm so it. Tired of them. And, like, I like that there's new blood. I like Cincinnati. I like that Cincinnati's better. The Bills in Cincinnati have kind of, like, this this fun mm-hmm. back and forth, these, this kind of friendly rivalry going. I wish that they weren't great, but <laughs> they're, they're getting shit done. I do, I do really like Joe Burrow. Yeah. He, really he's like a consummate And I do love how their kicker, field goal kicker, during the Super Bowl went out to watch yeah. <laughs> the, the fucking, what was it, Snoop Dogg and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that? Because he's like, 
You don't fucking need me in there. I just kicked field goals. Yeah. I want to watch this shit. Yeah. This, I'll never see this yeah. in my life. McPherson was was on fire that year. Oh, he's he fucking. Great. He's a great kicker. Yeah. He is truly great. Kicker. So oh. I think that they're still gonna hold the North. I'm curious to see what the Browns do. Well, this uh, that's a good transition to the yeah. North. See the bit. I, to me, the big question mark in the North is the Ravens. Yeah, they've made some improvements. They have a new offensive Lamar coordinator. Jackson got his money. Lamar Jackson's paid. They've added some new pieces to the roster yep. that'll theoretically <coughs> fix things. Mm-hmm. Can you stay healthy? That's the that's thing because you haven't been able to do that for like the last three seasons. And Lamar has proven that if something doesn't go right, he'll help. Yeah, and it's like you can't. That's the one thing is like I get it. I get it. You you don't have a representative. You want to. Play your cards right. You're yeah. you're doing this all yourself. You did not do yourself any favors with last season between all the pouting and the on and off injuries mm-hmm. and the issues with just not actually being able to get very far mm-hmm. in the season. It's just everybody got to the end of the season. And they were like, so what was the point of all of this? You yeah. didn't prove that we should pay you, but you're still making a ton of noise and we're going to pay you because we don't want to start all over again. All you need to do is just lower your demands. Just... Mm-hmm. Like, literally, the Ravens said to every NFL team, we are going to match any offer given. So no NFL team gave any offers because they were like, well, fuck it. Why, why would we do that? Yeah. And so it just ended with Lamar only being able to talk to the Ravens again. And it was yeah. just like, so what's the fucking point of this? I would have to pick the Bengals yeah. in the North. Just I got to pick the Bengals. you got to be consistent. Yeah. And I will never, ever pick the Browns until their... Until Deshaun Watson's gone. serial uh, sexual assault yeah. fuck is. Yeah. Which... It only took a year for that to blow over because now people are referring it to as off-field issues. It's like, oh, you mean sexual assault? It's not like he had a DWI. No. Sexually assaulted dozens of women, and you're like, oh, it's off-field issues. It's like, wow, that took one year Yep. for that to go from sexual assault to off-field issues. Yeah. No, he he got the Ben Roethlisberger treatment. Yeah. Of just like, hey, you remember how Ben Roethlisberger was accused of rape? Twice. Yep. No? Oh, that's because the Steelers don't want you to remember that because Dan Rooney would be so embarrassed. So embarrassed. If he knew yeah. that you knew that he knew that his quarterback was a rapist and he was still okay with keeping him on this family-friendly team. Yeah. And my, my last team in that is the Steelers. Yeah. I like Mike Tomlin. I like Mike Tomlin. And I think they're going to be, same as last year, they're going to be like... Nine and eight. Yeah, that's the. They the won't make going the playoffs, bet. but he'll continue his run of never having a losing season. Yeah, that's the going bet. Is that Tomlin's not going to get any better, but he's also not going to get any worse. Yeah, because it's they're still they're kind of rebuilding. Yeah, you know they have they have the new quarterback with Pickett, and, and so as kinda... long as the Steelers are in the basement, I'm happy. Yeah, I don't like the Steelers. I'm not a fan. Yeah, they've always been like the they're, other team. They're sticking my craw. Brown, the Browns and the Steelers were always considered like the other team yeah. of Rochester. Yeah, because they're the next the two closest yeah. teams. They're they're closer than New York City is. Yeah. So it's like, I get it. I'm not a fan. You mean the New Jersey teams? I know. Yeah, those weird New Jersey teams. Speaking okay, so of New let's, Jersey teams. Okay, so we go to the NFC East. I don't think the Commanders are going to do shit. The, the reformed racists? The, the recently sold racists. Yeah. The Even though there are a large group of complete jackasses in Washington that have signed a posi- uh, petition to bring back the Redskins of thing. Of course they have. Um, but it's just, you know, with all the shit with the, the players thinking Eric Bieniemy is being too mean, I'm like, really, guys? Yeah. You're playing football and you think he's being too fucking too mean? Yeah. You? Maybe if you didn't suck, he wouldn't be mean to you. Yeah, you're the um, commanders. I will never get over it that they are the Washington commies. Yeah. That's the funniest Fucking thing. It's like, I was fine with the Washington football team. 
that was actually okay. I you know I my, wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a great name, but it's like okay. When there have been several other leagues that mm. have had DC teams that have better names than you, it's not good. Mm. I would take the DC Defenders over the Washington Commanders. No, that's not a bad name. The DC Defenders is the XFL team. Yeah, that's right. And it's like, that's not that's good. good. Fucking, they should have paid them. They're like, no one's watching the XFL. Let me just... We'll just take that. Yeah, yeah. It's almost the same color scheme. They don't have yellow. It's just red and white. Yeah. It's it's the second biggest failure behind Black Adam for fucking uh, oh my God. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Um, so the Giants, I don't think they're going to do shit. The I like, East. They're going to be okay. They're going to be probably I, around 500. I... My thing with the Giants is that I could always see myself liking the Giants. Yeah. It's just that they fucking committed wide right against us. Yeah. And so I, I can't. There's always going to be a part of me that can't forgive them for that. Mm. But, like, I like the Giants just fine. I think Daniel Jones is an interesting... He's Eli Manning 2.0, which I don't know that Eli Manning was the... It's so hard. He won those two Super Bowls. I always but liked like, Eli Manning, and I thought he got a bad rap. Yeah. Because he... He didn't have the regular season success that his brother did. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, the two Super Bowls that Peyton were in, he really did shitty in. Because mm-hmm. the one he, they, he, they beat the Bears was in the downpour. He didn't really do dick. And then he was zero part of the one they won yeah. with Denver. Yeah, nothing. Where Eli was an integral part for both wins where he got the MVP in both Super yeah. Bowls. And it's like... Yeah. He actually had a better postseason record than his brother did. You know what we need to do? What? <laughs> we need to go back and deep fake every one of Eli's moments on uh. camera so he doesn't have the world's stupidest face. He did. Where he looks like a face. two-year-old who yeah. just got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. And he's like, huh? And it's like, if we, let's just deep fake that yeah. out and make him, we'll just put Brad Pitt's face on him. But <laughs> see, what I liked about that is because he did look like, like if, when you use the term e- or Peyton's younger brother. Yes. You could use that because he looked like a, a little That's the perfect description. Topic. Exactly. Yes. No, um, Cowboys, we'll see I, what they do. I don't think Dak Prescott's very good. And after the Trey Lance move and then finding out that Jerry Jones made that move without informing anyone else, including the head coach, his son who's helping run the team, yeah. he didn't inform anybody. And then the guy that they cut, they said, we're going to put you in the last preseason game and so you could show teams what you're going to do. And he scored like four total touchdowns with no yeah. turnovers. Yeah. It's like... I want to see you lose. Yeah. I want to see Dallas lose every fucking game this yeah. season. They're have, not going to because their defense is really good. I have friends and loved ones that are Dallas fans, yeah. so I always like hold a candle for them because I can't see them sad. I'm just like, I don't like Dallas either because they also committed too. Yeah. Leon let aside, they also gave see, us two. Dallas, though, to me, it, it's like the Patriots. To what I can never now root for the Patriots because as long as Bill Belichick's there, I can't root for Dallas as long as Jerry Jones is there. Yeah. He's such a douchebag. I loved there's um there's an online I can't remember who puts it out I think it's Bleacher Report mm. but there's an online animated series weekly with the NFL oh really and uh, every time Jerry Jones shows up they animate him as Palpatine <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> but like no I I, the, I I like elements of the Cowboys but every time they come and find a way to screw it up they're gonna fuck it up and I just don't have any faith in them nope. that they won't and I have screw zero it faith up. in Dak Prescott he is. The second coming of Tony Romo. He's mm-hmm. going to have solid seasons where they're going to finish with 12 wins and then make it to the playoffs and do dick. Maybe get one win. Like, and they beat a 
tragically bad Tampa Bay team last year in the playoffs yeah. and then went to the next round and got absolutely destroyed yeah, no, by the, San Francisco. The only reason anybody talks about Dallas is because they've become such a staple yeah. of the NFL because Jerry Jones is so loud and insists on being a staple of the NFL. If you were looking at Dallas like you looked at the Browns, mm. they have very similar records in terms of when they last won anything of relevance. Yep. And it's been a long It's been a long time. So I'm picking Philadelphia. Yeah. I think Philadelphia's great. I really like I mean, Jalen why not? What, 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 what are, they didn't do anything to get worse. Yeah. They did a few things to get better. Yeah. And so it's like, I got it. I got it. I really do them. like Jalen Hurts. I think yeah. he's a, not only a great quarterback, but I've seen a lot of interviews with him. I'm like, man, that's a stand up guy. He is, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He really does. I don't think enough is made of the fact that his dad is a coach, a football coach, yeah. and that he has been raising him as a football player since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And you can really tell with the way that he comports himself both in the media and on the field. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I agree. I think yeah, the Eagles probably got that division tied yeah, off. Yeah, I think that's easy. I think the Giants could make a run, but I, I don't think. A lot of things would have to go right. Because a lot of it relies on Saquon Barkley, who's yeah. in the injury If he gets issues. injured. If he's hurt, they're fucked. That's they're it. They're done. Yeah. Um, okay, so AMC West, which... God damn it. You See, want to talk about stack. I'm not even going to talk about the Cardinals and the Rams because I think both those teams are going to be the worst teams the in the Cardinals NFL. The Cardinals are in a deep, deep rebuild from the fact that they have a new coach and GM to the fact that Kyler Murray is going to miss the first two-thirds of the season. Yep. It's, and a lot of people are thinking he might not ever – like they might try to sh- shop him yeah. because they're in full rebuild mode. Yeah. Same with the Rams. They, the, you know, they paid for their Super Bowl, and now they're paying and for they're their paying Super Bowl. And they're paying for it. They're going to lose Donald after the year. I don't think he's I really I, think that he's going to move on. He's going to move on. Uh, Stafford looked like the quarter. I'm amazed Stafford came back. Yeah. I thought for sure Stafford was going to retire yeah. after last year. And he looked so fucking bad he's last year. So beat up. So he's, beat up. But just, you could tell he regressed. Like, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Matt Stafford. Mm. You hear a lot of the stories of how much respect people have for Matt Stafford and how he plays through injury. He's always injured, and he just kind of plays through mm. it and doesn't complain. And, like, I can deeply respect the guy. But, man, you got to know when it's time, and it's time. You made enough fucking money, dude. Yeah, it's you made time. Money, you got your ring. Time. You proved your point. Yep. You got out of Detroit. You showed the world what you could do. Everybody's going to remember you for that. It's okay to walk away because anything else you do at this point is going to be Kurt Warner in New York. Yep. Where it's just diminishing returns yep. and then maybe you get traded to Arizona and something turns around and mm-hmm. you make another Super Bowl, but it's probably not going to happen. No. I, I, the, the, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if McVay's gone to after the season. He's he been would, off and on. He almost retired last He keeps on hinting at that. I, and like this is something that I don't understand. Is there seems to be this new thing in the NFL where like, oh, I won a championship, done. I'm leaving the table. I got my one. I got my one. Well, what I see with him is he's young. He's a good-looking dude. Mm-hmm. He's very smart, very well-spoken. He knows they'll probably be throwing money at him every network for him to be oh, an yeah. analyst. So he's like, I got my Super Bowl. Especially Fox. I'm just going to fucking Fox relax. already films out of L.A. Yep. McVay's been in L.A. for, what, almost seven years now, something, something like, that. like that. And... So he's got to have contacts Dude. there. He's he's got a money. Job Which I wouldn't for him. blame him. Yeah, you have you got your Super Bowl. Yeah, just fucking. You're not going to be a Hall of Fame coach, but you can say I'm a Super Bowl winning. coach. And I've heard a lot of people say he could be the next Madden. He wins one Super Bowl and then he goes into broadcasting, and that becomes his legacy. Yeah, but I I don't think anyone can have because Madden. I don't mean in terms of size. I mean in terms of like, yeah. 
projection of But of what I'm fame. saying is I think Madden's broadcasting is what got him into the Hall of Fame. Because mm-hmm. he was, I mean, other than winning that one Super Bowl, he still was a, a really good fucking coach. Yeah. But I don't, I, I think it was his broadcasting that pushed them over the edge to make him in the Hall of Fame. And I don't think anyone could ever have that kind of pull because he was such a special. Yeah. Like, I'm, that's one, you know, there are a lot of things that I'm grateful for that I was living when I, like, I was born when I was. You know, I got to see Michael Jordan play. I got to watch the Celtics-Laker heyday from the start when Bird and Magic came into the league. I got to watch Walter Payton and the Bears, and I got to see all this stuff. I got to see Madden's full I got to watch Monday Night Football with fucking Al Frank and Dan, you know, mm-hmm. when Monday Night Football was the biggest fucking thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I got to watch Madden and Summerall call all those great games. The Turducken. I got to, I remember the very first Turducken. Madden will always have that in my head because yeah. I'm like, I'm so grateful I got to fucking yeah. see him. There are a lot of people that said that Fox would not be what they are today oh. without Madden coming from, was it, I think it was ABC to Fox. ABC or NBC, yeah. Yeah, it was one of because that's when CBS, NBC, and ABC all played games. Mm-hmm. Well, Monday Night Football was on ABC, mm-hmm. but when he went to Fox, it was right when they were starting, and yeah. he brought all of that. Yeah, well, he pretty much made the Telecaster what it is. Oh, absolutely. People didn't use the Telecaster no. when I was growing up. That was a thing Madden used. That yep. was like his toy. And you're like, oh, Madden's on the call because he's drawing all over the screen. God, I love this call. And now you look at, like, Tony Romo Mm -hmm. and fucking all these other guys who they only use the Telecaster Mm -hmm. and they use it to great effect. And it's like, that's because John Madden fucking paved that road. So the big thing in this division is, is it going to be the Niners or the Seahawks? Yeah. Was last year with the Seahawks a flash in the pan? I'm really wondering that. Is Geno Smith for real or is this a mirage? It's tough to say. It's because very hard you really to say. don't have a big sample size prior to yeah. last season. Going all the way back to the Jets where there was like quarterback controversies and it was kind of a mess. Got his fucking face broken. Yeah. And then also with the 49ers, Brock yeah. Purdy. Yeah, same thing. Brock Purdy's coming Does off an Jesus injury. Does like him for a second season? Is he going to be great? Is he going to be Purdy good again? Is Debo Samuel going to get hurt? Is something going to happen? Is Nick Bosa going to get hurt for multiple weeks? Well, is it is it Nick or his brother that's holding out right now? I oh, can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Let One of the Boses mm-hmm. is currently holding out, I'm fairly certain. And Kittle is starting the season hurt also. And a lot of people discredit. It is Nick Bosa that's It is Nick Bosa he's holding out. And Kittle, a lot of people, you know, they keep talking about Kelsey. It's like, Kittle is... He's the Kelsey of the NFC. Like, people forget about it. Kittle is fucking awesome. Well, and this could be one of those things. I like the Niners. I hope that the Niners do well. They're my pick for this division. I also could totally see this being one of those seasons where the Niners lose the first five and decide we're going to deal Kittle for a first-round pick next year Mm -hmm. and just call it a a year. And we'll come back and we'll try again when everybody's healthy. And we don't have contract holdouts and party coming off injury. I don't think they can do that. After, After coming off the last two seasons... I think they would get such a bag of shit. If I they think did they that. would, but I also think some of these seasons have been really fluky. Mm-hmm. San Francisco had those games against uh, Green Bay and Dallas, and during their playoff runs, which were more telling of those teams' losses than mm-hmm. San Francisco winning those games per se. True. I'm not saying that they're bad; they're very good. But I am very interested to see how everything actually runs. And mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan isn't a hot and cold coach when he. When he goes cold, it goes cold. It goes really cold. So we'll see. But I agree. I think of all the teams in the division, 
I think San Francisco has the best avenue, but yeah, it's, it's really going to come down to, is Purdy going to play? Is he going to play good? Are we going to see Darnold? Darnold, Darnold? What, what, what's going to be this team? people keep, keep singing his praises. It's like, wait a second. I haven't seen him do so anything great. He didn't do good with the Jets. And he did very mediocre with the Panthers. With the Panthers. And now it's like, all of a sudden, you're forgetting about all that and saying, well, when he came out in the draft, he was this big prospect and everyone loved now him. Now he's it's back like, in California, so that's going to solve all of his problems. Is it? Is it? Because they said the same thing about Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. And I remember last season with the Steelers, when he got a chance to start, and it's like... Yikes. Yeah, he's not very good. That's a problem. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Remember, okay, Zach so. Wilson was the second one in the draft. And who was right after him? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. See, Zach so, Wilson, though, I the only reason I'm grateful that he was drafted is because we never would have got all of the him sleeping with the play, other players' moms' <laughs> memes and all that. That was fodder for a, for a full season. Full and year. then I'll never forget the meme when um, Brady and Giselle got divorced and they're like, hey, Zach, <laughs> Giselle's on the market. I was like, that is the best thing ever. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so we got to go to my mighty NFC North, which I'm going to say this. Which is going to get flipped. I think it's going to be a full flip. I think the NFC North is going to be shockingly better, and, yeah. te- and people are going to kind of making a pass on this. I think the Bears and Lions are both going to be much better than they have been in the last seven or eight years. See, I will agree with half of that. I think the Bears are going to be a lot better. People give, like, I still don't, I'm not saying I think my team is going to be like, the greatest team in the I NFC. Could see you making, like I could see you winning the division. I see, I'm picking them to win the division, but I, I'm going to explain why. The Bears, you know, everyone points to the last season. Yeah, they were a horrible team. Ryan Poles and Iberflus took over a horrific team mm-hmm. with a great young quarterback. And last season, he proved that, where he came up, what, like 20 yards short of setting the, the single-season yeah. record. He had no weapons, no offensive line. Everything was shit. And Poles was like, watch this. And they had the best fucking offseason. Yeah. He, that team, like, I've I've watched the Bears for, Jesus, 40 years now I've watched the Bears. I've never seen a facelift like this in one offseason. They rebuilt the Which defense. could be good or bad. Because you're, I mean, I, I follow them on Instagram and you keep seeing things about the team gelling and all this. But it's like, the, it was a full facelift. Yeah. So hopefully they gel. Yeah. They're gelling over this this offseason. But they're definitely going to be the most improved team in the NFL. Now, mind you, they don't have to do much to be the most improved team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, they just need to win, like, six games. But I look at the Lions. I do like Goff, and I think Goff's always got a bad rap. I do like their head coach a lot. I think he's awesome. But to me, the Lions have always been that team where you think they're going to start to be good, mm-hmm. and then they're just shit. Yeah. I see that again this season. And the reason I say that is you look at Minnesota. They did lose Dalvin Cook, but they do have a solid quarterback in Cousins and arguably the best wide receiver in Jefferson. Mm -hmm. So you're like, they're always going to be consistently okay. But they also got rid of a lot of really big pieces. They got rid of some big pieces, but I see them like the Steelers Mm -hmm. to where it's like, I don't think they're going to make noise. But they're going to win close games. See, my thing is that the Vikings were very... Oh, well, they were lucky You want to talk year. about a pantomime horse. Yeah. The Vikings were a pantomime very horse last so. year, and now you're getting rid of Thielen and Cook? Yes. I don't know that that's going to help your cause any. I'm not going to say they're going to make playoffs, but I think they'll be better than Detroit record-wise. I think that they're still going to be third in the division. Yeah. I think Green Bay is going to take a hard fall. 
Well, see, I thought so. Have you watched any of them in the no, preseason? No, I don't put a lot of stock in the preseason. I don't usually take stock in it, except for when you're seeing somebody like Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love potentially could be the Steve Young or Aaron Rodgers this season. Because, like, Rodgers, no one had seen a lot off of Favre, and he came in, and he did the first season, they weren't great, but, but they were a lot better than they should have been. Same, I mean, the, the Niners is a different story. Steve Young came in, they were like great right yeah. away. Jordan Love is very good now. Is he? Very good. And that's what I'm pissed about. Because getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, Bears fans are like, finally, give us one fucking season. And then we watch Jordan Love in the preseason, we're like, son of a bitch. I gotta see it in a real game against a real defense. That's why I'm cautious. Mm-hmm. Cautiously optimistic with Bears winning, but they just have always had that kryptonite with Green Bay. Yeah. My thing is that the the ceiling for Aaron Rodgers and Steve Young when they came in was so much higher than Jordan mm-hmm. Love. When Jordan Love fell to the Packers, it was kind of like, I remember both. Mm-hmm. I was there. In the words of Chris Berman, I remember because mm-hmm. I was there. I watched Aaron Rodgers fall all the way to 20-something mm-hmm. after Alex Smith was taken. And I watched Jordan Love fall all the way to 17-something before the Packers took him. And I I look at both of these players and how both of them came into the league, and I just don't see enough of a comparison to say that Jordan Love is going to make this big leap forward. Well, the, the thing is, is I don't think it's a leap forward because his sample size so far of what he's played has been very small. Yeah. But if you look at it, he has spent three seasons behind one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. But that quarterback is also gone because the team didn't surround him with enough weapons. True. But some of the young weapons that he didn't gel with last season, Love has been gelling with Mm. because of the age. Like, a lot of people are even saying, you know, they brought in a lot of great young wide receivers. Like, Watson is actually really fucking good. Watson is a good, yeah. But then Rodgers was too focused on Cobb and, like, some of these older guys that are like, dude, you can't. They still have a great running game. They still have not a great defense, but a solid defense. And just some, like I said, just I I got this bad vibe from what I've seen this preseason. That it's like, I'm not saying they'll make the playoffs. I can see them easily being the number two team in that division, though, mm-hmm. because of what I've seen so far. See, this this is the only thing you've said that makes me hopeful about Rodgers coming to my division, is that I hope he fully ignores Garrett Wilson and... Uh, well, they got Cook. They got Cook and Brees Hall. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope that they just ignore all of these guys, and Aaron Rodgers just throws to Lazard and Cobb. <laughs> Which very likely yeah. could be the case. I really hope so. So once again, I'm the only reason I'm picking, the, and I'm taking the Packers thing similar to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And I see them a lot. Same thing with the Bears. The Bears, the Packers, and the Jaguars are all the same to me. Because you have teams that have, well, Eberflus, it's still kind of up in the air what kind of coach he is. But Green Bay, they have LaFleur. Yeah. And then Jacksonville, they have, um, what's his face? Oh, who the was guy, Doug uh, Peterson. Peterson. They have proven solid coaches yeah. and very young teams. Yeah. And it's like, 
that's the only thing. Because if you look at the Lions, Goff, he's been in the league now for a while. And some of their defensive players are aging a little bit. And then you look at Minnesota, they're not very young either. No. And it's like, I think this is the year that some of these teams who have been building up, kind of like what the Yankees did in the 90s. Like a lot of people, oh, the Yankees bought their teams. No, when they bought their teams, they didn't win. When they won, it's when they brought up Jeter and Rivera and all these guys from the farm teams. Mm-hmm. And they brought them up and... That's when they won. And I'm looking at some of these younger teams, and I'm like, that's kind of what they've been doing. Yeah. Like, they've been drafting good. They've been keeping Fields and Lawrence aside. I think they're, like, uber-talented where Love wasn't. But having them sit on the bench and really learn the position over three years, again, you know, two-time MVP while he was on the team. Yeah. So he got to see a lot. And then the final season, you could even say he got to see a lot of the negative of what you don't do. Yeah. And it's like... That's such a big learning experience. So that's why I'm really high on some of these younger teams because I think this is the year where some of the younger teams really make some strides. Yeah, no, I agree. I I still like the Lions. I think the Lions are... I like Bears, Lions, Vikings, Packers. I'm not as sold on the Packers. I also haven't seen as much of the Packers, so I can't really speak to them as well. But I look at how the Vikings have just taken out parts and I not put anything back in. Mm -hmm. That's that's good enough for me to be like, yeah, this will work. But the Bears have... And the Lions just continue to build momentum. Mm-hmm. So I, I am curious because the Lions got rid of some pieces that were very useful to them last year. Jamal mm-hmm. Williams had some big games for them last year, and now he's gone. He's in New Orleans. And so they brought in a rookie to replace him. They have a new rookie linebacker. We'll see if all this works out. But I, I think that the Lions can get some steam. I do think the Bears are going to scoop them on it, though, ultimately at the end of all of this. Then we get to the worst division in football. Yes. <laughs> Even though I'm... Okay, so it is easily the worst division of football. By far the worst okay. division of football. I, I don't have anything against Baker Mayfield, and I kind of root for him because he's the little guy, and he, I don't think he got a fair shake in Cleveland. I'm not going to hate Tampa Bay like I did the, for the last three years. Yeah. Uh, even though they have so many issues now with Mike Evans. Oh, um, they got a whole world of issues. Saying that they were going to cut off... What was it? I think it was this Saturday they were going to cut off negotiations for his contract because he said... I, I expect you to give me money prior to that, but I'm a professional, so I'm not going to focus on that during the season. I'm going to play out, but then next season I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, That's hanging over them. Godwin is injury prone. They got rid of Fournette. He's gone. They got rid of Fournette. Brady is, of course, gone. Is, you know, I, I don't think their coach is as good as, you know, I think no. he's one of those coaches. Great this defensive is, coordinator. Yes, 100%. I know he was handpicked by Bruce Arians to take over, yeah. but... He is. He coached the Jets. He's not a very good head He's coach. He's not a very good head coach. He is not a leader of men. Staying in their shit. The Panthers got Panthers a brand are going to get destroyed. They're going to be the one. They, they might literally be the worst team in football. The only thing that could be interesting about the Panthers is that they brought in a lot of weapons to put around this new rookie. Yeah. So if the rookie can gel into that system quickly in a weak division, I could see them winning. But they're one of the teams that it's not necessarily the team that's the problem. It's yeah. the organization. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, from the top down. From the top down. So it's like, mm, I think they're going to be fucking terrible. I think that any progress that they make is going to be erased. It's yeah. going to be very similar to last year where everybody was like, oh, they're going to be terrible. And then they were pretty good. And then they were like, oh, maybe they're going to win the division. And then they didn't do that either. And it's just like, oh, so you're just going to do nothing. Okay. That yeah. was anticlimactic. Kind of like uh, the Falcons. Well, here's the thing with the Falcons. Okay, so the Falcons... 
this Bijan Robinson, who I've never seen as the running back they drafted yeah, this yeah, year yeah. with the uh, was it the like fourth or fifth eighth pick? pick? Yeah, people are keep saying this guy's like the second coming of Barry Sanders. Like he's this unbelievable player. So they do have a rookie. They have a young quarterback. They have young. They have rookie running Everybody's back. young. I I'm not like I think they're going to be the second best team in the division, but that's not saying much. I still think they're going to be like a six win team. I don't. Which think is going to be, be second best team in the division. You know, six wins. You know you're not wrong. That's the thing. I mean, last year, I mean the Patriot or the the. The, the Bucks made it in with seven wins. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? Wasn't it seven? Or, no, it, eight wins. Uh, yeah. They, they were eight and nine. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, there you That's go. right, because the last season, Brady still made the playoffs, but he had a losing record yeah. and he did it. Eight wins. Yeah. So it's like, you got eight wins, so obviously the second team, if they win six, they're going to be a second team. Yeah. I've always been a fan of Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Always been a fan. I, I think he might finally have a good shake. Yeah. So I. that's why I'm not going to say this is the worst division per se because the Saints could make some noise. Yeah. Because the NFC, I mean, we've talked, who do we have now? We have the Eagles, we have the Bears, we have um, the, Niners. the Niners, and we have the the Saints. Yeah. So if you look at that, it's like, in reality, in the postseason, if they make it to the postseason with those other teams, they could win those games. I could see the Saints being... Like the Patriots were for all those years, where the Patriots were a really good team in a really terrible division. Yes, and so it yes. was. It was always like the question was like, "Oh, but who have they played? Who have they played? Their division sucks." And I, I think that the Saints could be that team yes. where they play a bunch of really shitty teams in their division, and they play a lot of mid to low bottom feeders mm-hmm. over the course of the season because they were not great last year. And so people are like, "Oh, but are they actually good?" And then they make a run in the playoffs because yeah. I, I honestly, unlike. Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. the Saints had their head coach handpick his replacement, and they've been doing pretty good. Yeah, and they I, just had injury problems. Yeah. Michael Thomas being hurt, like Michael he's Thomas, back this season. Kamara's having legal problems. Oh, where he beat up a so guy many, in a bar. Yeah, so many legal problems. Yeah. Um. So I, I think the Saints will take this division. I am. I, you know, I look at those four teams. I, I can't pick against the Eagles. No. I think they're going to make it back to the Super Bowl. I, I look at... Because the, the NFC's weak. The, the NFC as a whole is weak. And yeah. I think that unless something happens, I do agree with you, I think the Eagles could do it. I think Justin Fields could make a really big run. I think he could catch fire here. And it could be uh, a big deal. We'll, we'll see. See, the only reason why I can't bring myself to say that is I've been let down so much. You don't want to get your hopes up. I Honestly, this is the first season, and I'm not joking, 15 years that I've been like... I'm actually feeling good about the Bears now. And it's not that I think, once again, not that I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. You know, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, my team's going to win the Super Bowl. It's like, I think my team might make it to the playoffs and win a game in the playoffs. That was me 2019. Yeah. I was like, this is what hope yeah. feels like? This is what it feels like to be optimistic about your I favorite still, team? I'll never forget this. That Super Bowl against the Colts, when Devin Hester ran back that opening kickoff Ooh. for a touchdown, my brother said, oh, my God, the Bears. I'm like... Don't. I put my finger on him like Rex Grossman is the fucking quarterback. And Rex Grossman. And he fucking Sexy Rexy. I hated Rex Grossman oh. so bad. What would what was there to like about Rex oh Grossman? There was well, nothing it, to it like, like about him. I had two things that I hated about that team. One of them was Rex Grossman and one of them was Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith, when he started, I remember his opening press conference, he started it by saying, I am here to beat the Green Bay Packers. And every Bears fan was like, yeah! But then you watch him on the sideline, you could have... Any play, good or bad, he had the same fucking expression on yeah. his face. I'm like, that man has no passion. Hey, he did you a favor off season last year. 
Last game of the year. Yeah. That was the greatest thing he <laughs> ever did. And I fucking said, the best thing he ever did for the Chicago Bears, including all the time he coached them, was what he did at the end of the season last year. <laughs> greatest thing he ever did for the Chicago yeah. Bears. Yeah. And he had the great he had a badass beard. That beard oh, was, that beard awesome. was fucking great. It wasn't a Fitzpatrick beard, but it was a fucking badass yeah. beard. So um, I, will, I will say this for the NFC. I think I, I think that we have the division set. Yeah. I, I do think that the Giants and Lions could make a bigger splash, and I think Seattle, if Geno Smith is real, they could, could they could make a run. Could make a run. They could make a run for the AFC. I still think it's almost exactly the same as last year. Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Buffalo, yes. and then I would say New York Jets. Ugh. But of the three, that's the one that I can live with is the Jets, the Ravens, and I would say Denver. I think would be the best bet after that. See, if two is healthy, mm-hmm. I put Miami over the Jets. But I'm kind of I'm on board with you with everything you said. Yeah. Except for I think if Tua can stay healthy, I need to see Rodgers. It's kind of the same thing with Brady wants Tampa. I need to see him week five on mm-hmm. to prove to me that okay. Yeah. And I I think if Tua can stay healthy because I am. A thousand percent on board with Tyreek Hill, where he said, "I will get two thousand yards this season." Mm-hmm. I believe that if two is healthy, Tyreek Hill will have two thousand. See, I need them to have a really bad first half of the season because mm-hmm. I know everybody's saying Jalen Ramsey is all washed up. He blew out his knee. He's not going to be the same. I don't want them to get strong in the beginning of the season mm-hmm. and then get stronger at the end of the season. Yeah. See, and I know you're going to hate me saying this. I fucking adore their head coach. He is the greatest. When Justin Fields kept running them off the field last year, and he ran to the sideline, he said, "Can you stop, please?" He like it's on camera. He looks at Fields. He goes, "Do you think you could stop? Can you stop doing that?" That's enough. <laughs> I was dying. I'm like that dude. And then watching him in warmups where he's like dancing, I was like, I fucking love that dude. His press conferences are the fucking best. I love him. I know you have to hate the Dolphins. It's like I can never say anything good about the Packers, yeah. even though. For quite a long time, I really did like A.J. Hawk. But I'm like, I can't say that I like mm-hmm. A.J. Hawk. So it's like, ah. Brian Erlacher and uh, what's his face? Buckus. Oh, Dick Buckus. Yeah. yeah. They would they would come to your house and kill you. Dude. <laughs> there's a great, there's a VHS documentary that came out. It was the first season of Lovey, Lovey Smith's, uh, no, it was, this, it was his second season. Because it had, the only thing it talked about is it had that press conference where mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to beat Green Bay. They had to, the Dick Buckus part, and the guy was talking. He goes, "Yeah, I was an offensive lineman for Dallas. I think he goes. I get down in all fours, and I feel something spraying on me. And I'm like, oh, it must be raining.' I look up, and Buckus is spitting on me. <laughs> he goes, right there and then, I shit my pants, and Buckus knew he had me. Yeah, <laughs> and no, I was like, that is the best thing I ever Dick heard. Dick Buckus is a a being from another yes, era. Holy but he was shit! Standing over him, spitting yeah. on him. Yeah, and still to this day, there is um. The two best names in the history of football is Bronco Nikurski. Yes. Who was the running back. And then also there was a guy, I can't remember his first name for the Bears. But he, this was a more recent player. His last name was Stonebreaker. And I'm like, that's a fucking great. Yeah, let me I'll see. I'll have to look it up. Let me see if I can find it. But, yeah, Bronco Nikurski is the greatest football name. There's still a crack in the wall of... Mike Stonebreaker. Mike Stonebreaker. Um, the Cubs, a Wrigley Field. The Bears used to play in Wrigley Field before they went to Soldier Field, and there's a crack in the wall because Nowitzki, or um, I keep saying Dirk Nowitzki, I got him ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nagurski ran headfirst into the wall and cracked the wall. Yeah. That's how strong he was. Yeah, yeah. 
So no. me, I'm I'm gonna say it's going to be God. I'm gonna get a last shift for this. It's gonna be Jacksonville and the Eagles, and I think Jacksonville's gonna win. Wow. I'm, I am on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon. After what I saw last year, I'm like, dude. I like the team. I have a lot of faith in Peterson. I think he's a, a, a very malign coach with how things ended in, mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. But it's like, dude, he took a backup quarterback who never did shit after that and won the Super Bowl against a team whose quarterback put up 500 fucking yards and set every record, mm-hmm. and they still fucking beat him. Yeah. And it's like, I, got, I just got this feeling about Jacksonville. The Doug Peterson Bowl. Peterson! Um, but... I I will agree with you on the Eagles. I'm going to pick the Bills because of all the reasons I've given yes. previously. Yes. Um, the, the, the likelihood be damned, I have to stick with my boys. I have to stick I with I will them. say this. If the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, I think there's no team in this world that can stop them from winning it. I think at that point they will be running on pure adrenaline. Yes. But I think if they have to beat anybody in the Super Bowl, it's going to be a team from the NFC East. Because what has happened to the Bills every time they go to the Super Bowl? They face a team from the NFC East. And who's the one team that they never faced in the Super Bowl? The fucking Eagles. Yep. So let's fucking get it done this time, yep. okay, guys? Mark Rippon is going to be coming out of the nah, stands for Washington. Nah, fuckers. Um, Y'all done. Here's why I think if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, though, they have to win. I'm going to be honest. I am a love-hate relationship with most Bills fans. Like, you are a good Bills fan. Yes. <laughs> I have sat in that stadium... And listen to the dumbest motherfuckers I've ever heard in we my life. We almost got in a fight with some Bills fans when we went to the Jets game last year. Oh, I year. believe it. We were surrounded by other Bills fans, and there were some of them that were just so obnoxious. Yes, yeah. because there's, I mean, some of the things are just like, dude. But they are the most passionate fans in the NFL. And we've been voted the best fans. I also think that... Of, and I agree with that. Of the humans, in terms of not yes. being fans when we're humans, yes. we're the best humans of the NFL fandom, I will say. That Philadelphia, any Philadelphia team are the worst fans in any sport. Period, end of story. Boo Santa Claus cheered for Michael Irvin's yeah. end of his career. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's why the Bills, because if you think what those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl yeah. will be lunacy, and wherever they play it, they can play it on Mars, 75% of people in that stands will be Bills fans. Oh yeah, we travel. We travel. So that's why I think it would be as much a home game as the Rams or the or the Bucks. Yeah. So that's why I think if the Bills do make it to the Super Bowl, there's no way they lose the Super Bowl. No, I I really, really hope that's the case. I really don't Where know. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Uh, that's exactly what I'm You're looking at right up. now. Uh, it's at Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant Stadium is in Las Vegas. So oh, that's right. This is the Vegas Super Bowl. Yes. So, oh, shit. So we're going to see lots of pictures of the Orb. We're going to see lots of pictures of Dude. Siegfried and Roy. Any and Roy team that so makes around, it right? to the Super Bowl, if they don't just bring... A hotel with them to put in the middle of the desert and say, "None of you motherfuckers you are stepping foot on that street. You are here yeah. and nowhere else." Yeah, because do you remember the whole Ray Lewis possibly murdered somebody leading up to his possibly. first Super Bowl? Well, it was never proven, even though the gun was never found and his clothes from that night were also never found. It wasn't quite the OJ level, no, but it was like it a was thousand dollars. It was close. It's like I don't dude. want to piss off. I'm, I'm thinking like no, 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 no. I don't want to piss off Ray Lewis. Like, I there's no human being I fear maybe more than sure Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, we love you. You're a great player. We're not um, saying anything against but Ray Lewis. It's just that is a nightmare waiting to happen, and I hope 
Whatever teams go are wise enough to be like, you are not setting foot on the strip. There are already issues. There have already been issues in the past with players going from when the game is played in California. Yeah. With players going and driving to Vegas. The Raiders lost that Super Bowl that one year because one of their players had a mental breakdown because his coach was awful. (laughs) Uh, He drove to Vegas and just never came back. What about last year, the first year of the teams in Vegas, there's a vehicular manslaughter on top of all of the other crimes that were committed by their players. It's like, and it's not, and now folks, I'm not saying anything about, you know, race or anything with players and criminal crimes. I'm saying when you get a young millionaire and you throw them into Las Vegas, shit is going to happen. Oh, yeah. When I was 23, if you gave me $5 million and sent me to Las Vegas, I would have done bad shit, man. It's there just, are, that's the way it is. How many movies have been made oh my God. about Vegas? I mean, it's a known black hole. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. It's a known issue. And, and it's like, dude, rich, rich young millionaires in, in Vegas is going to be a problem. No, and like, I've already heard of coaches when they heard that the Super Bowl was going to be in Vegas, they were like, oh, Jesus, God. Like, I would honestly, some teams like to get there early to practice. I would wait no. until, like, media day I would, to get there. I would book all of our stays, like you were saying, somewhere in the middle yeah. of the desert. Like, literally, we're not on the Strip. We're not even within an hour of the Strip. Yeah. We will drive to whatever have facilities we have to. Have buses take you to the, to the stadium so you can practice. Yeah. And then buses take you back to the middle of fucking And you don't nowhere. go fucking anywhere nope. else. Go and, and I, learn from... from Car- we'll, we'll hang out in Carson City. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Carson City. Maybe maybe they'll find a real asteroid city in the Yeah, room. yeah, exactly. All right, so who is your... I got to pick the Bills. If I'm picking them this far, I got to pick them to win okay, everything. so you got the Bills. I, I, if I'm being more rational... <sighs> I mean, picking the Bills is a rational pick. It's not an unrational pick, but I... I, In reality, the last two seasons, they should have made it to the Super Bowl. But I look at them... them I do look at them, and I I only see their flaws right now. I don't see their beauty. I only see their flaws, and I am very Which is what makes you a proper fan. Yes. The ones that only see the good are the bad fans, because you're you're not being realistic. (laughs) You're going to give yourself carbon monoxide poisoning. One of my good friends is, is a Bears fan, too, and he... I, I always refer to him as the Bears apologist because every year in preseason, be like, "Oh my God, you see this player?" I'm like, "Dude, they're gonna fucking suck." Yeah. No, they're not. You, you got to be positive. No, it's been 40 fucking years. Yeah. It's what 85. It's almost been 40 years since they won the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's like, dude, that's a long time, and they've made it to the playoffs what maybe three times since yeah. then. Yeah. And everyone remembers the Jay Cutler on the bike thing. Yeah, exactly. Jay Cutler smoking on the sidelines. Yeah. Rex Grossman in the rain. These are the the modern era of yeah. the Bill of the Bears. Yeah. Devin Hester was the last and then great player. No, you had. do you remember a recent the last playoff appearance? Oh, uh, yeah, double doink. Double doink against the Eagles. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, dude, <laughs> Matt Nagy's just dead face. And I look back at it and I'm like, you know, it, it devastated me when it happened, but I'm like, you know what? That started the Nagy downfall, so I'm not sad about that. Yeah. Because yeah. he sucked as a fucking head No, he was he was another guy that was just not ready to be a head Well, coach. did you hear the shit he pulled with Trubisky? I'm sure he pulled some bad ideas. The following season, after Trubisky had a solid rookie season, it's kind of like Mac Jones, what happened with him the second season, Nagy just completely blew him off. 
They didn't include him in any decisions. They didn't include him in a lot of like player personnel things. Trubisky would call him and say, "Dude, I need help like figuring out your system because you're this guru and it makes no fucking sense." And they would just completely blow him off. Yeah. And it's like, "Fuck you. You truly destroyed that team that season." The amount of times I've heard someone who is a guru who's going to come in and fix something, and they're the head coach, I can guarantee you, you will not have enough time to be a quote-unquote guru for this guy. Adam Gase. Oh, my God. Googly eyes, man. Like, there's just so many of them. It is funny, too. The coaches that seem to be successful are the ones that push defense and running the ball. Yeah. It's amazing how that never goes out of style. No, and it's something that I really want from the Bills this year. And that's the thing I hate about the the Chiefs, is the Chiefs to me are the NFL version of the Golden State Warriors, where Mm -hmm. it's like Golden State was like, we're just going to hurl threes, and we just happen to have the best shooter in the history of the NBA, so we're going to win championships by doing that, even though our defense is non-fucking-existent, we have to put up 120 points to win. And the Chiefs are like, we don't need defense or a running game. We're just going to put up 35 points and barely squeak out games, but still win games, and we win. And now every team's like, well, we don't need a running game, and we don't really need to focus on defense. And now running backs are like second-class citizens. We just need a quarterback that's going to put up 500 yards a game. It's like, dude, no. Yeah. That's not football. No, and oftentimes those teams burn out. They run out of steam before the playoffs. The, The last few years with the Chiefs notwithstanding, I'm looking at, the uh, the greatest show on turf, oh, 1.0, and then they came back the next year and just were a shell of themselves. Yep. And then you had uh, the Saints had a very similar yep. thing when they won against the Colts. They were this unstoppable offense, and then uh, turns out when you find a way to stop that offense, there's not a lot behind it yeah. after that. So. Yeah. Well, that was our NFL. That was a great fun episode. That was a really good episode. Yeah. I enjoyed. It. You know, we love talking nerd shit, but every now and then it's fun to talk. Yeah, about sports. And, and like we said, sports is just another iteration reality, of nerd shit. Exactly. Fantasy football and talking football is super nerd shit. Like, it's, I if I put on a pads right now and ran out on a field, I would die. Yeah, it's the it is the first nerd shit. Yes. Before there was anything else, there was sports fandom. Yep. And it's the exact same thing. It tickles the exact same part of your brain. Yep. There's just more human and less written out stuff. Unless you're into wrestling. I do. I used to like wrestling. It sucks now. I could never get into wrestling. See, I grew up with Hulk Hogan, though. So it's like when you grew up in that era with Hulk Hogan and Andre Giant and all that, it was like he was bigger than Jesus. Like people said there were two most known things in the world were Mickey Mouse and Hulk Hogan at that time. Yeah. And it's like it was impossible to not be a fan of it. See, that's one of the things that I am grateful for that has come into vogue is that if you are going to wear trunks... You at least wear spandex under it, so I can't see your goddamn thighs. I don't want to see your thighs, macho yeah. man. I'm all set, Hulk. I'm all good. Yeah, you need to see where they inject the, the, the steroids, <laughs> though. Come on, now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nerdpot Generations, episode 111. We really hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we will be talking Ashoka, and it will be our Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones and the Dial of Destiny review. Um, so please dial in next week. Uh, once again, if you want to know anything more about us, uh, me, you're shit out of luck. Al? Uh, I'm at Judson Studios under the, the Bronx Division tab, um, and we will. We are working on a new logo. We're working on it. We're, we're going to talk about that after the show. It will be up by the end of September. <clears throat> yeah. That's my promise. Okay. Let end me, of September, we will have a new website. Let me know how I can help with that. But yeah, the logo's coming along, the website's coming along, and it will all be here for you very soon, awesome. friends and enemies. Peace out, folks. Have a good one. Hey.